Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. Three, two, one. Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. Three, two, one. Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. In the Three. small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. He hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com, a member of the WLFE digital broadcast family. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. Join us every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central for discussions and guests on topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. This broadcast is rated M for mature and is intended for listeners over 16. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Now, live from J-Wolf Production Studio in Ontario, New York, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi, everybody! Wow. Uh, well, we don't have Paratalk up yet. It says that we have 10 people. Uh, yep. But hi, Tyler, because he's on WLFE. Yep. DB Radio. Yep. You guys see it? Can you see it? Uh-huh. We got to say thank you to our good friends at... My nephew. The nephew. DeVille, Inc. And... Casey. Casey and Bree. Uh, yes, but it's um, Casey's other business. It's their 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 shirt business. I'm trying to figure this out. I can't uh, talk tonight, uh, obviously. Wow, this is going to be a good show. <laughs> so funny. No, so, um, yeah, so Tony DeVille made these for us. Mine is sparkly. I hope you can see it. I hope it picks it up on there. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Teddy wore his last week and I did not, yeah. but I love these so much. I need it. I, I made it into a little dress tonight, but, yeah. um, I, I also like the, um, I would love it in a girl t-shirt though. Like super, well, hey. super trim and cut. We can do that. So we got to do it. Yeah. So, um, you get Paratalk up? Cause I'm I, trying to. I was okay. going to make a post, but I can't All right. Yet. I got Paratalk up. So Alicia Starr or Stare, uh, Sheila, uh, Kristen Holmes, Heather Hi, Palermo. Hi, um, hello, you guys. 
I'm going to pop over to I got to go to WLFE real quick. Um, mm-hmm. We are also on um, Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators page That's today. Right. Um, so I'm going to pop over there right now and say hi to them. Um, and hi it's going to be Hogan Strong. <laughs> Hello from Rochester. What's Hello, that? Hogan. Hogan Strong. Hi, Hogan. Um, nice to see you on there. Yes. We need like 10 of these. <laughs> oh, my God. You oh, shoot. My, my sound isn't down. Uh, is yours down, honey? Yes, it is. Oh, yes, Lord have mercy. You're good tonight. Yeah, so now I'm going over to uh, Maple City. Oh, shoot. What am I doing? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's see who's on over there. We can say hi to Maple City. Maple City. Uh, where is it? Uh-oh. Okay. So yeah. Teddy just helped me with my yep, Psychic Cindy yep. live. Maybe we're not on that tonight. Okay. So thank you to Teddy for helping me. You're welcome. Yes. Um, I'm also over here. <laughs> we're page. both on our devices. Yeah, you know, we're just, well, you know. Well, it's because we're trying to keep up with you guys. Yes, yes. So, um, but, you know, broadcast is happening. I like the new look. It looks really oh, good. Oh, yes. I need to say to you. It looks good. It looks real good. Yes, it Have does. Have you seen it yet? You did a great job. It looks fantastic. So, I yeah, love that um, we have um, Rochester Winter Parafest on there. We have the phone number. Yep. And the website is yes. now on there. Yes. And, um, and we also have a special on there, mm-hmm. which is for Tony DeVille. We are sponsoring his uh, DeVille Inc. tonight. Yep. And Casey's Dolls, I think is what it's called. Casey Doll. I'm sorry, Casey. Maybe Bree or Tony can tell me. Or if Cece comes on, they can they can shame me well please don't shame me because i don't believe in that <laughs> maybe they can just chastise me a little bit like a spanking oh, or something no, really? i mean what wow. <laughs> uh danny nobles is watching here Hi, on danny. Um, we've got because uh, we're on several different pages tonight. I- i've got us on five or six different pages tonight so we are all over the place so and listen if you um it's kind of cool the way that came up but uh, you guys are always welcome to pop over to Paratalk, the Facebook page, Paratalk Radio, um, or WLFE-DB um, Facebook. You can just put that up in your search. Because, um, to uh, be honest with you, it's hard for us to interact with all five pages it at is, once. It is, it um, is. But we wanted to at least get this out to as many people as possible, and that's why we did that. Uh, Step in the Paranormal. We're also broadcasting live on their page as well because we do a lot of cross-promoting with them. Um, so we're on there as well. So everybody, welcome from Step Into the Paranormal. Step Into the Paranormal! Yep. Um, <laughs> and we have Amber over there. And okay. we have uh, Tom over there. Cindy K. Thompson just shared Paratalk Radio hosted by Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Cindy did, huh? Cindy, mm. Cindy K. Thompson nice. did. Nice. That's Cindy Kate Thompson. She's a really great gal for sharing. Maybe you all should go and share us because we like that. 
<laughs> yeah, we well, like to be shared. Just pass us around. We're yeah, we're yeah, good with yeah. it. Yeah, there you go. You know. <laughs> I need to I need to do a commercial for that. Pass us around. I, I we think like we it. should do a commercial. And I just, need to you know, do that. Uh, that would be super that would be fun. Interesting. Share us. Pass yeah. us around. We like it. We got the fan actually working. Yeah. So it feels hopefully, good. Hopefully, hopefully we do not we'll lose power. Lose power. We shouldn't have said anything. Look right, at that. You just, John Winter joined. John Winter, hi, Invisible John, John Winter, Invisible John. Blah blah blah. <laughs> well, just so you know, Sheila and Heather both said uh, welcome to Ted, Cindy, and Invisible John. Yes. Well, because they're nice Thank girls. You. So um, we may have to turn that fan off though for noise, because I don't know how much noise it's making in the background. Yeah, how much noise is it making, you guys? Let us know. Let us um, know. I'm actually going to turn it up and see if I can hear it. Actually, it's not. It's doing. It's doing all yeah, right. Yeah, it's doing pretty good, huh? Yeah, we're good. We're Until cool. you blow the circuit, and then Can everything goes around. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Can we blow a circuit? <laughs> it'll happen. Yep, it'll happen. Ah, oh, Lord have mercy. So, um, I have to say that, um, Mister, um, God, he's going to kill me for forgetting his name now. The, our guest? Daniel Benoit. Oh. He actually got it figured out. And he's starting to do his show <gasps> now, finally. Yay! He's got it over on WLFE. He's finally got Yay, that going. Daniel Benoit. So, welcome to the family, Daniel. Welcome to the family. So, we now have a uh, uh, Squatch Zone Radio is now. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, you have, right now, you have three shows going uh, religiously now, which is uh, Metal I, Mayhem. I've been actually thinking about doing my own other one. There we talked go. about this. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this. So we have Metal Mayhem, we have uh, Squatch on Radio, and then us, and mm-hmm. uh, Step Into the Paranormal. We have four shows religiously going now, um, and we have two more that are backed up. We just got to get them rolling Backing as up. well. We got to get them going with the float. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Um, moving and, forward, yep. moving right along. And um, John wants to uh, make sure that uh, we mention it um, to everybody that uh, we're looking for podcasts, man. He wants more for WLFEDB Radio. Let's get it on. Let's so if you know anybody's got a podcast that wants to switch over to something cool and fun, um, yeah. contact John, contact us. Yes, absolutely. WLFEDB Radio is looking for podcasts to join our family. You don't have to fit any strict genre. We're a plethora of shows. If you're looking to jump on a growing network, then contact us at WLFEDB Radio at gmail.com. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to Jenna. Um, I actually the, I watched the Metal Mayhem show this past Wednesday, and they mm-hmm. are now calling Jenna um, Heavy Metal Jenna, I think is what they call yeah. her. Heavy Metal Jenna. So, Super um, cute. She reached out to them, I guess, and um, so I thought it was really cool. You know, so um, you guys, we are excited about this show tonight. We are. Hey, Dennis, Dennis yes. like This is something that I did not really know about so i had to do a little bit of research but um i've always liked the original stonehenge right me too you know easter island right you know well easter island is totally different but you know it's just got big heads got big heads (laughs) wow right but stonehenge easter island they all have big heads they all have that type stuff 
Right, just you cool mean they're megalithic? From, yeah, yes, yes, yes. That's what I mean. Cool things that that have been well, made you know, by ancient civilizations. Right, and and I've yeah. been watching like John is really big into ancient aliens. He likes that show, and we his got buddy, I can't say his him. last name. Stuff, stuff up, stuff. I want to call him stuff. What? Stuff up again? Stuff up, <laughs> yes. That's what I want to call him. Please, what the hell's his name? Don't. How do you say it? Georgio Sulacus. Sulacus. Sukalakis. Sukalakis. But can't say it with a face full of peanuts here. <laughs> but you know what? You I've can't also say it with a face full of penis. What did you say? Peanuts. Oh, peanuts. peanuts. There's on, also no. now one called um, Ancient Mummies. What? That's a new show, and <gasps> I've been watching that as well. So you know what? I told my family that th- how I want to be cremated. You know, well, well, how when you die, when, you, what die you, when you die, what they have to do for me. Okay. They have to mummify me. Really? You want to be mummified? Yeah. And then just prop me up, and so I'm with them. Prop me yep. up beside the, the jukebox when I'm die. Gone. Lord, I want to go to heaven. But I don't want to go tonight. Yeah. Okay. Joe Diffie. Uh, look, see, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. You so, didn't get mine a minute ago oh, when it was I, the Muppet hey, movie. I know. I know the Muppet movie. So <laughs> at 8.30, Mr. Dennis Stone will be calling in, and we're actually going to be talking about America's Stonehenge. Fantastic. Which I think is fantastic. Um, I do. I do. I do. find out more about this, because I really didn't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know it existed. I did. So, and I think that's very, very cool. You know I did um, because I was like, ah, I don't yeah. know what's up with that. Hello, <laughs> Tiffany. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing, Kristen. Thanks for uh, sharing us. Guys, really like make sure you around. share, 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 share. Um, and I still want to say again. Share us with your friends. Yeah. It's okay in this circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I want to say thank you again to Steve and uh, Pamela Berry. We had such a great time. Did you see that they made Good Morning America? I know, isn't that amazing? Amazing. Yeah. So they they've been doing awesome, and 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 I'm it's so just, happy for them. It's just it's up, up and away. Up, up, up. Yep. So up, yes. up and away. Up, up, up. Yep. I love it. So um, it, I, I'm just I'm thrilled with the way everything has been going lately. It's been really good. What's wrong? My back right here. Your back hurts. Uh-huh. So I'm just trying to start the LL. Yeah. I shouldn't probably do that. but. So we have like 15 minutes before Mr. Dennis calls. So I want to kind of uh, uh, chat about something quick. Okay. All right. So Okay. Um, I spent the weekend, well, Thursday night and Friday night, I actually got to babysit and spend the night. Um, oh, at my niece's yes. with my godson. Yes, you did. And I hate their bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Because That's they're like, oh, you can sleep in the bed. And I'm telling you right now, you remember the, the couches that had the bed that pulled out and it always had that thin mattress and the, oh, yeah. and and the, the, bars? the bars? Oh, God dang it. That That's what their bed was dumb. like. Oh, no. I kind of had I the same sl- thing over the weekend. I did not sleep for Dookie. It was just, it was terrible. You're using that word, and my sons are use, use that word, Dookie. Yeah. It's, I used that, like, when I lived in the inner city as a kid, we yeah. called it Dookie. Well, but I was also called Cracker. Well, so. I'm, getting it, I'm getting it from my godson, because, like, right now he's on this kick of saying certain words. So yeah. now he's putting sentences Dookie. together and stuff, and he's saying, oh, Dookie. my gosh. Oh my gosh, what is that? 
Oh my, everything is oh my gosh right now. Cute. So that's awesome. I love it. I love it. He's a good kid. So. I love little kids. I do. I miss yeah. having little kids because big kids suck. <laughs> I mean. All right. So there's a lot of our fans out there going, uh, no, I'm yeah, just yeah. Well, they well. if they have teenage sons, they they understand number one. But yeah. I have to say, I have so much fun with them. I really do. I I I I have my memories like that are indelibly ingrained in my head, like of Jansen being little and telling me he was mad at me. Right. I'm mad at you, Mama. So I have that, and like <laughs> I could see his little face. I could see exactly what he was doing and his how mad he was at me. So I just I have certain things with Jesse. It's Jesse singing. Um, Jessica's was uh, singing Alanis Morissette. Uh, oh, God, what is it? Uh, ironic. Isn't it ironic? Oh. Don't you think? <laughs> it was just cute. And that's not exactly how she right. did it because I, I just sparked it up a little bit. But yeah. I, that song, there's also a Toby Keith song. And and Henry Rollins, my daughter being three years old or four year old, and uh, thrashing to Henry Rollins in my back seat. Laya, <laughs> Laya, <laughs> like like with the fist pump and everything. Like yeah, that was awesome. Wow. Well, Jamie I... Gamber, did you see my live? Ooh. Jamie, did you see my live? It's okay. Adults freaking suck too, not just kids. <laughs> yes, Heather, you are correct. Jamie, you need to tell me you if got, you saw the live. You got to go you see it on love. my psychic Cindy page because there might be a surprise for you. You got you got to love Heather. Uh, I just, do love you, Heather you so love much. Heather. I miss her so, so very much. Just, I love her. Yeah. Um, so before we get to, you know, oh, wait, I'm going to tell you what I did this weekend. Okay. Really Cause I still got more. So go right ahead. Yeah. So I went camping this weekend really? and it wasn't just camping. I didn't have my, I mean, I had my tent if I needed it, but I glamped a little bit. Okay. Jesse's dad. We always go camping every year together. It's Jesse's dad, me, his son, Nick, my boys. And then our daughter and her husband, Jesse and AJ. Okay. And then uh, Nick brought his friend also, um, Noah. Okay. So we had a great time. So Mike brought the pop-up camper. Mike, you are the man. So I got one half, one side of that, and he got the other. And Jansen took the car. Wow. It was awesome. Cool. Oh my god. I had so much fun. But I was I, I was sick and it was rainy and cold, but it was phenomenal. Cool. It was a reboot well, of the system. It was cool for me because like Thursday and Friday spending time with Wyatt and, and all that stuff. Yeah. It was really cool and then working but like Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's like I said, it's a bonfire. I've been working on getting the camp ready for the weekend. I'm really I know, this. I know. So I get hey, that all, Kathy. I get that all set up, and I'm. Well, the, a storm came through and hit a tree, Shoot, and the what? tree actually broke. So half the tree was laying in the camp. So it took me three hours to cut up this tree with a handsaw. My lord. So, um, hello, Cynthia, and um, she's over. Hey, um, Cynthia. Yep. Hey, 
Boneyard, Boneyard. Paranormal Research Group shared cool. us. Cool, Glenn Thank Williams. You. Hello, guys. Hey, Glenn. So we, um, I had to go, so three hours to handsaw this part of the tree and get it all cleaned up, mm-hmm. and uh, I got that done. And I, I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to sit there and I'm going to have a few toddies by myself. <laughs> it's a few dark. Hot, hot teddies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm sitting there drinking by myself and just, you know, relaxed. And Did you have fun? Yeah, actually, uh, one of the other GVPI members, Edna, showed up, and so she oh, sat with me for a while, and then nice. Tyler showed up with his girlfriend, oh, nice, and, Tyler. and we sat there chatting for a while, and then oh, everybody left me. <laughs> no, I was by myself. But yeah, and then uh, I uh, went in and, you know, did my normal thing, but yeah, it was fun. I yeah. do want to say hello, Edna. Edna's there. Hi, Edna. She was one of them. She shared us. Yep. Thank you for sharing us. Um, I want to say real quick, I mean, we're, we've got about 10 minutes, but I want to make sure that people mm-hmm. understand that um, Winter Parafest, I want to talk about it. Let's. Um, Winter Parafest, we're, we're now in the works. We had our first meeting this Saturday afternoon. We are actually um, starting to get things rolling so that we're going to be contacting all the vendors Mm-hmm. Um, from last year and giving them the choice to come back. And if they don't come back, mm-hmm. then we're going to open up the floodgates. <laughs> well, you know, so I'm that already the there. other new vendors, yep. So the other vendors that, you know, want to come in can come mm-hmm. in because we only have room for 50 vendors. That's it. Right. You know, for now until we find a bigger place. Um, hey, Barbara. So we have that. And then right now, mm-hmm. um, we're getting. Heather uh, said there was a meeting. Yeah, because I didn't know either, Heather. Yeah, it was on the page. Listen. Yeah, I know you guys got. That's why the did page you do was it created. Over the weekend? Damn it. Yeah, Saturday afternoon at well, one o'clock. I had you were gone. Barely no signal up uh, there. That's fine. I understand. We're gonna have more meetings. Trust me. Okay. Um, it's just for but because we had to put together a, a a council meeting, you know, like a committee. A grand poobah meeting. Yeah. Anyways. As they used in happy days, grand yep. poobah. So, anyways, um. There's that, and then we have started to get our celebrities. They're starting to, you know, get reach out to us now, telling us they're coming. Uh, the first one that was poted, posted was Trent Nielsen from Naked and Afraid, yes. who was a huge Bigfoot fan. Yeah. And um, I saw his <laughs> on his page. He now has his Bigfoot man cave. Oh, cute! So everything is Bigfoot. <laughs> it's really cool. That's um, awesome. So we'll be getting him back on. So yes, and um, I love it. I spoke to Mike King. He's coming back. Yes, um, I know Mike. Danny is. Class will be back. Bill Reap Danny, will be back. Yeah. I mean, so we hey, have Katrina. We have a lot of them that will be coming back. Cindy Lou um, who and Ted E Bear. Oh, Barbara, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Ted E Bear. Yes, that's Ted actually E-Bear. Ted C Bear. Ted C Bear. Well, she was just doing it for Teddy Bear. I get it. I got, it. I got it. Hello, Andre. Um, so, I missed it too. Yeah, so Sheila we said have, she missed it. Uh, Rebecca Bruno. Rebecca. I don't know if she's on, but I just see a thumbs up from her. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, so there's there's for the Parafest, it's going to be fun this year. Um, yes. It is February 29th and March 1st. Um, Ernie Atwell from Step Into the Paranormal and Paranormal Inc. says, I will be there. Somehow oh, I will be there. Okay. So he's okay. coming. And um, hello, Kathy. Kathy. Thank you. Shared. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. Kathy's our top fan. She's one of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kathy yeah. says his top fan. 
David Seiler just joined. Hi, Hello, that's David. the other half of Paranormal I'm not Inc. A top fan too. So um, we know that Ernie's coming, so hopefully David Seiler will be able to ride oh, along Heather as well. Oh, Heather said it never showed up on her Facebook. I'm sorry. She said, oh, well. There'll be more. We got plenty of meetings to happen. Yeah. Plenty. I can pick up Ernie, too. No, you are not going all the way down to Maryland to pick up Ernie and um, Dave. I, I'll Sheila. give Sheila props. She is amazing. She Sheila will, is. She will drive to Florida Sheila to pick somebody is up. Amazing. I want you guys all to know. Like Sheila lives past Mexico. Yeah. So Mexico, New, New York. York. <laughs> <laughs> she lives past. So for her to get to Williamson, and Williamson's about ten minutes from here, east of here. She lives an hour and a half east of me. And she will go pick up Teddy when we go to – now, mind you, she could hit 81 and go down 81, but she goes around. She went down and picked up Teddy to go to um, – in Avon to go to uh, Gettysburg, Yep. which was amazing. She also picked him up to go to Jersey, which, you know, was out of the way too. Yeah. Which, so that was good. If, do you see their list? Their list this year or for 2020 is amazing. I'm going. Yeah. We are. So they have a we have huge to go. list. Um, okay. So, well, I've already gone, so it would be my second year. So, anyway, yeah, I I, we to have go, to talk though. about our ta- top fans since you brought it up. This week's top, top fans are Robert. Kathy DeGraw is number one. Teresa Sayer is number one. Hey, Teresa. Eric Harrison is number one. Tyler Wright is number nice, one. Tyler and Eric. Christina Dowden is Number one, Christina Edna McLean. McLean, sorry, is McLean. She's clean. McLean uh, is number one, and Josh Barnhart. Where are you seeing this? Right here. Oh, oh, oh. Right there. I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So right now, those are our top um, seven. Nice. Right now, for That's so cool. So far this week. So um, awesome, and thank Edna you, thank you, thank you. Parafest should be interesting on a leap year. It should be. I think so too. It should be fun. So hopefully the weather will, weather will be great for us, you know. Edna so, said she loves to drive like that too. Uh, Hi, Edna David. was awesome last. She was awesome last year because she actually went and picked up Melanie from the airport yes, for us last did. year. So she did. Which she goes. She she says to me, she goes, "What am I going to talk to her about?" And it was funny because <laughs> the whole way there or down. They didn't, it was nonstop talking. They said they talked about everything. It was great. So she had a good time. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, guys, I don't know if if you guys have been watching the, uh, any of the Bigfoot stuff lately. I guess there's a lot more Bigfoot sightings that are now coming to light. There's a lot of them. Yes, I saw that too. Yeah. So, um, Amber, thank you for sharing. And she said, hashtag shared, hashtag para unity. That's right, girl. So um, it's awesome. Hey, Sonia Tyson. We um, we're about three minutes yeah, away from Dennis first calling. Time on the, with the radio. So you guys don't forget, it's posted right on there. The studio number is three two three six four two one one zero two. At nine thirty, guys. Nine thirty. Is when you guys can call in and speak to Dennis yes, yourself. So make sure you hey, do that. Tina, your sissy. My sissy. Yes, there's Lizzie. Yeah, that's cool. That's I cool. like your sissy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tom McCart. Okay, so um, I, I have my other glasses on. I can't. I have to look away. 
I can't just put these down. Like, oh, wait. Yes, I can. Son. Hi, bro and Cindy. I could do this. My son say when I do this, I look like a librarian. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I kind of got the l- little naughty librarian going on. Naughty librarian? Naughty librarian. Naughty librarian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I got my shirt skirt, my shirt dress. <laughs> I know that is amazing because it's so big on you, but that's it cool. Is. I like I what you did. It. I like what you did. Thank that's you. Awesome. I was using a little fashion sons. That's cool. Well, I was just, who knew? We were just right. <laughs> I was just talking to Jessica's dad over the weekend. Aw, uh, she said, I love you, Cindy. I love you too. Yeah. So so Mike and I were talking about it, and he, he, he said something about like he has good taste in fashion. I'm like, of course you do. Duh. Right. right. And, uh, I said so. So maybe I should have you be picking out my laundry, and I'm not, or my not my laundry, my wardrobe. That's the word. I was gonna say your laundry. Picking like I wouldn't want to smell those, pick up those smelly things. I smell fantastic, friends. All right. So anybody that's new to Paratalk Radio, let's we're gonna fill you into how we do things here. Usually uh, the, ha- the first half hour, if we yeah. get a half hour, we usually sometimes just sometimes we don't get a half. Yeah, an hour. we don't. But normally. We like to sit and chat because we, we don't see do. each other for a week. We so we like to other. just talk about everything non-paranormal and, yeah, just kind of visit. Yes, it's a, we it's do. It's time to Touch visit. Up. Yeah, yeah. Do our shtick. Do our, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> and then uh, then after that, when our caller calls in, then we get right into it. So Kristen make sure said you guys, she's new uh, here. Kristen Holmes, nice yeah, to meet Yeah, Hashtag, sure. Hashtag, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I think I she was you, around Kristen. last year with the whole thing with aliens and kills. I think she was around then. Yes. So yeah, she was around. She's been around since I've been here. That Kristen, yeah. she tries to get our goat. She's yeah. so funny. Yeah. But uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. We are excited about tonight, and um, we have got some really good shows coming up in the really next, tell us about next, them, the Patty. The next four weeks are awesome. Um, and we are going to be doing a lot of talking about Bigfoot again. Um, a okay. lot of those people have reached out. And then my buddy, what, remember my podcast that I used to listen to, yes, the, um, the unbelievers, unbelievers, unbelievers podcast. podcast. Now there's the unbelievable, no, unbelievable podcast. Now there's the unbelievers podcast, right. which is a spinoff of that. Yeah. And, um, they, we actually got Russell. He's going to be coming on the show. We're going to have him oh, on here as nice. well. So, um, Very nice. It'll be good to talk to these guys. I mean, yeah. they, they do a really big thing with um, all the paranormal stuff and, and, and some weird stuff. It's just a great show. <laughs> great, great show. Aliens and so, jokes. Dennis, are you there? I am yeah. here. Good evening. Very nice. It'll Hi. be good to talk to these guys. I mean, they, they do a really big thing with um, that all the paranormal that? stuff and, and, and some Facebook? weird stuff. It's just a great show. Edna great, great show. Yeah, because that's where it that's is. That's where it is. All right. Yep. There we go. All right. So now we figured it out. Was that running the whole time? Oh, I don't no, know. No. I, well, I don't. I don't know, but it's down so. now. So Good, because I had it turned down the whole time. Okay. Dennis, you can hear us okay. I can hear you loud and clear. Yay! Awesome. So I got to tell you, we're really, really excited about this. Super, super, uber super excited. excited. Um, but real quick, oh, before we get into it, I want to say that next Monday's show mm-hmm. is one of my favorite people in the whole world. We are going to be talking about the world's largest ghost hunt. Yes. 
with uh, Maria Schmidt. Yeah. Um, she's going to be on it. And then the following week is Russell Ryan from the Unbelievers podcast. That's so the awesome. next two weeks are going to be just amazing. So Super fun. Yeah. So, all right. I love it. So I let's love get it. into I love this. It. Dennis. Dennis. Hello. So, <laughs> I'm here. <yeah. laughs> so we are. We are we are nutty. We're off the wall. We um, like to have fun. We're not your typical um, paranormal radio talk show. So um, strap mm-hmm. yourself in and uh, get ready to take a ride. Okay. Well, I got to say this uh, really. David C. Reed <laughs> says, "Hi, Ted. I'm from Alabama, and I grew up on Happy Hollow Road. We got the Happy Hollow White thing." It's in Northeast Alabama. I've never heard of it. Me neither, but you know what? Send me a message um, on yeah, Paratalk Radio. Interested. Send us a message, and, and we'll and chat, and we'll talk about it. That'd be something this. cool to bring on, a new yeah. cryptid. Yeah. Cool. All right, so Dennis is strapped in. He's ready to go on this little yeah. trip, and uh, so uh, let's, let's, go. Let's, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so why don't we start out? Um, with, well, we can, we can do this. We can read my thing here that I got on him. Like mm-hmm. I normally do. I normally read this before yes, every do. show. So it's uh, Dennis Stone is the president of the Americans, America Stonehenge. He graduated from Daniel Weber college in 1977. We're not going to say how old you are, but. Yep. Yep. And was a full-time commercial pilot for over 35 years before he retired in 2016. Uh, America Stonehenge was opened to the public in 1958, 1958 by Dennis's father, Robert Stone. Dennis has been involved with America Stonehenge for most of his life and has always had a fascination with archaeology and archaeastronomy um, since retiring. <laughs> Dennis has found many serpentine walls and spirit windows throughout the site, among other new discoveries, which we need to find out what those mm-hmm. are. Um, he has taken numerous <laughs> courses and traveled extensively to ancient sites, both in the U.S. and internationally. His family includes his wife, Pat. Hello, Pat. His son, Kelsey. That's cool. Kelsey is a cool name. Mm-hmm. And uh, his daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. Catherine. So um, we're going to say hi to them for him. And his hobbies include traveling, boating, and classic cars. Now, that's yeah. cool. Classic so cars part. I'm good with that. What it doesn't say is, so I... I found out about Dennis and Kelsey, his son, because I watched a TV show and I cannot remember the name of it. I'm sure Dennis knows it, but I watched a whole <laughs> show on America Stonehenge. That's cool. It was amazing. And I, I came in going, oh, my God, I need to go there. Right. Amazing. <laughs> well, why don't we start out? Where is America's? Stonehenge. Well, uh, yeah, thank you again for having me on this evening. Um, yeah. yeah, America Stonehenge is in uh, Salem, New Hampshire, about 40 miles north of Boston in southern New Hampshire. Um, so it's very easy to get to from uh, pretty much anywhere in New England. We're pretty much centrally located. So uh, cool. the nearest airport is Manchester, New Hampshire, right up the street. So easy access from anywhere, basically. Well, we could fly in on the back of a I don't know, a, a goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like probably a drive for us or something. I'm good with it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we do six hours to uh yeah, Gettysburg. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So what is um so why don't you give us a little info on, on hmm. that for our listeners that are watching on multiple live Facebook pages I as haven't. well as 
um, mm-hmm. Spreaker and yeah. uh, Blog Talk. We're, we're uh, iTunes and Google I Play and iHeart. We're Spotify. So why don't you give a little information for people that don't know what the America's Stonehenge is? Well, you're right. A lot of people don't know about us. Uh, the, my dad used to say it's a well-kept secret, but that's not our intention. But um, that TV show that you saw was uh, America on Earth uh, with Scott Walters yeah. on History Channel. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe some of your listeners uh, saw that, too. It came out six years ago, but they've been running it on Travel Channel lately. Uh, Scott has some new episodes on that network, so they brought some of the old shows over, and they've been showing them on there. And Also, uh, History Channel's been running a – oh, I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> oh, I just said I think that's where I saw it. I think you're right. I think I that's saw That's right. Yes. That would be it. Yeah, with Kelsey, and he showed a line going to Stonehenge in England. Um, yeah. And then there's a brand new show on History Channel, too, brand new. It just started about three weeks ago, and they've been running it uh, almost every week now. So there's a brand new show on us, and it does show our site and a couple other sites in the Northeast. But our site's about one out of about 800 sites from Quebec down to the Mid-Atlantic states. And we think these sites are very similar to the megalithic sites of Europe. And megalithic is two Greek words meaning huge stone site. And our yeah. site is about 110 acres, and again, we're about 40 miles north of Boston, about 20 miles from the coastline, and uh, the largest river that comes up near us is the Merrimack River. So if it was a old world um, people coming to the new world to build this kind of structure, uh, they could come within about f- uh, five miles of our site by boat today across the ocean. But our site is on a hilltop and 110 acres, and it has all these stone ruins. And these structures are actually look like something from the Flintstones. It's got stone, you know, stone walls for, on the walls, and it has lot, very large multi-ton stones that make up the roof, which is a little bit unusual for uh, cool. what we have in the Northeast. They're not supposed to have these structures, basically. We think the site, uh, like the ones in Europe, are tombs, temples, and monuments, not necessarily a habitat site or a living place. So it's a place of worship. Um, right. And in the 1960s, we began, as, as you saw on uh, Scott Walter's show, we have astronomical alignments with the sun, moon, and stars. As a matter of fact, we have about 26 different alignments on top of the hill with these stones. And I know you saw the one on Scott Walter's. It looks like kind of an arrowhead-shaped stones. And they're wow. um, called monoliths. <clears throat> the biggest one's 14 feet, but the average about between about 6 to 10 feet tall with a couple feet buried into the into the ground, basically. And they're aligned with the summer solstice, winter solstice, spring and fall equinox, mm-hmm. and what we call cross-quarter days. And the cross-quarter days are something that you can find in Europe as well as in Native American sites. It kind of divides the year into eight parts. And we Correct. also have lunar alignments. Yeah. It's, oh, it's that? <laughs> the wheel of the year. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, it divides you into about eight parts um, and actually more. But um, And we have the sunrises and sunsets. We have the moonrises and moonsets. The moon goes through a cycle over 18 and a half years. And um, back in the 1970s, we had a professional survey team come in and survey these standing stones. We needed to have that done in order to continue the research on the alignments. And over several years, they surveyed the site, and they sent all this data to the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, back in the fall of 1977. Today, you probably could take your uh, smartphone and put an app on it and do the same thing that they did with their computer down there. And it took months to get the results back. But 40 years ago, in 1978, or 41 years ago, the results came back, and they said, well, these microstones, and these stones, again, look like big arrowheads, and they're about five or 600 feet from the main site. They look pretty pretty impressive out there. 
they said that if these were used for astronomical alignments, they would work about 1800 BC plus or minus about 200 oh. years due to the Earth's tilt. The Earth wobbles. It does a processional, what they call precession of the equinox, which is 26,000 years almost. And it does a what they call the, uh, the obligity cycle. The Earth's axis actually tilts up and down. Um, today it's about 23 degrees, 26 minutes tilt. And back 4,000 years ago, it was actually tilted more. So the alignments wow. on the solstices um, and on the cross-quarter days and the lunar alignments are off a little bit. The equinox still works, and that's true of Stonehenge in England, any ancient site around the world, and there are tens and tens of thousands of these sites that are aligned with the heavens in, this, uh, you know, in the United States, South America, everywhere. And they'll be off a little bit due to this change of the Earth's tilt, and you can actually date a site that way. So, and, the, and we have taken 12 carbon datings of our site starting in 1966, and the oldest date of what we call the main site, and this is about a one acre where most of the stone ruins are located, and um, the oldest date was 4,000 years old, plus or minus about 250. That was in 1971. So six years later that we get the results, or seven years later we get the results back from the Harvard-Smithsonian report. That result kind of agreed with the radiocarbon dating, that the site probably was built around 4,000 years ago. And we think it was a calendar site, you know, for celebrations. It may have been a burial site. But um, it was probably not a living site. And then today, like I mentioned, we know about 800 sites across the Northeast. And we're finding similar type ruins in Colorado, in the eastern part of Colorado and Alabama. And also, I believe, in Idaho, although I haven't seen the photographs from Idaho. But the other two states, I have seen PowerPoint presentations, and it looks just like what we have in our, basically in New England, the same kind of stonework built by man. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that's, that is definitely amazing. Sounds like it's time to rewrite our history. Right, but, right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. 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 You know, in, in this country, they don't teach much uh, before 1492. And right. when I do, you know, some radio, sh- you know, and we do radio, I quite a few radio shows, and I really enjoy these. And we talk about the these megalithic type sites in the Northeast and they go right into Canada again, right down into the mid Atlantic States. But there at one time they think up to about a million mounds in the United States from the Ohio Valley to Florida, all the way out to Texas and Kansas. And today there's between two and 300 of these mounds, 200,000 of these mounds still remaining. Um, the other ones have disappeared due to highways, buildings, uh, cities are built over some of them. Um, and I never heard of one mound when I went to school, you know, right through college. And yet there are probably close to a million of them. And these are pyramids, some of the biggest pyramids in the world, you know, made out of earth and rock. Uh, there are effigy mounds shaped like animals, serpents, bears, eagles. And there's uh, geometric mounds, too. And, you know, and then you get on the West Coast, and they have, like, what we call the, the Blythe geoglyphs. And if you're familiar with the NASCAR lines in Peru, which are pretty cool, um, yeah, I think yeah. most people have heard of them. Aren't they neat, huh? Well, if you, go to, if you go to California, you have between two and 300 of them stretched across the desert right on the Colorado River. And you don't hear about that in school either. So it's kind of sad. So from the East Coast to the West Coast, from Mexico to Canada, a lot of this is just not talked about whatsoever. Well, there, the school is pretty much taking a lot of our history now because uh, people are <clears throat> bitching, I guess, the most. I mean, they're taking away some of our history. And, uh, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah, you know, yes. <laughs> If they're going to take mm-hmm. away some of that history, then maybe they should bring in some of this new stuff that's being discovered and, and, and found. I mean, I and, think and, so. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. I love watching those old shows on TV where they show, like, uh, uh, the bear, you know, bear mounds and, mm-hmm. and the deer. And mm-hmm. the, even mm-hmm. they actually had one that depicted a, a UFO at one point. 
one place I think it was, or an alien, one of the two. But yeah. I mean, the mounds mm. are just mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. A lot of that mm-hmm. stuff that they're finding is just, you know, incredible. I, I, yeah, because I'm one of these people. Like we've, we've discussed mm-hmm. this. Like if we ever went like over to London or whatever, we talk about placing our hand on a wall that's five hundred right. years old. Can you imagine placing like, it on placing something, something that's, that's thousands, two or three thousand or yeah. more years yeah. old? I mean, Absolutely, yeah. that's amazing energy. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Well, I have a question. Sheila said, "Can the public sure. go see this?" Oh, so thank you, Sheila. Yeah, that's a yeah. Thanks, thank you, Sheila. Yeah, the public. We've been open since 1958. Um, we are mm-hmm. a state historic site, but it's privately, you know, owned and operated by my family. It's always been in private hands, even going back into the 1600s, you know. And um, but it has been open for 61 years, and we're open every day except Christmas and Thanksgiving and the occasional snowstorm or blizzard that we get up here. But in the winter, we do snowshoeing, so we keep it open year-round. So people from, you know, if they're coming in from across the country or even local, you know, we're open for them. And um, But we only close a couple of days a year. So, you know, it's kind of nice. You know, we're not, you know, closed half the year or something like that. We stay open year-round, you know, and we open up with the snowshoe trails that covers the entire hilltop. You can, you know, you can see everything, all the serpentine walls that you mentioned. And uh, some of these things are just spread out all over the hill. But during the normal season, we only open up about 20 acres of land, which has the astronomical alignments in the site, you know, and um, so it's a little bit reduced to what people see on the normal tour. But yeah, we're open. We are open to the public. Yep, nine to five. Last admission at four. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing though. I mean, it's, it's uh, just just to have that location. I mean, everybody gets excited about going to like Darien Lake and stuff, and I'm thinking. Uh, or Six Flags. I'm like, nah, I'd rather go. I definitely yeah. want to go to America's Stonehenge. Yeah. I mean, I saw oh, that. <laughs> like, oh my god. Well, they also have. Um, they you guys discovered that it looks like a table, and you also believe that there are rituals that were done here as well. Is that correct? Yeah, one of the main features on the what we call the main site, and it gets about a one acre area. Uh, it has all has a plaza area, has a courtyard. It has a lot of these stone structures, mm-hmm. and uh, it has a sacrificial table. We call it. And I think that name came around the 1930s with the first researcher. His name is William Goodwin. He was from Hartford, Connecticut, and he was a very, very interesting individual. And his first cousin was actually J.P. Morgan. But um, but Goodwin was really interested. He was interested in the Vikings. He lived in Ohio, where there are 10,000 ancient mounds, and he started mapping those for the highway department over 100 years ago while he was working for his family's insurance company, and then he was on the West Coast. He has mm-hmm. quite a bio, you know, bio for him, but he did name some of the features at the site. And, and over 80 years, some of these names stuck, like the sacrificial table. We really don't know what the table was used for. <clears throat> it's about 9 yeah. feet by 6 feet. It's big, you know, and it's about 9,000 pounds. It's about 163 pounds per cubic foot for this granite. And so you just do the dimensions, you know, multiply it times 163 pounds. It's about 9,000 pounds almost a table. So it's very large. It would hold a person with no problem at all, even a big person, you know. And, right. Um, yeah. And I, you might have a picture of it. It's kind of bell-shaped, sort of like a bell, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. It's really kind I, of I, neat. Yep. Yep. It's really cool, but it also has, like, divots in it. So if there was anything coming from the body... <laughs> there was, yeah. there was um, that possibility. I, I just, I just we, <laughs> yeah. Well, we just brought it up here so I could take a quick look at yeah, it. And, yeah, and that is oh, just, yeah, just, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful. Yeah. Place. yeah. 
it's it's Not pretty so. it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, it's like one of the main features on the site. Um, it was quarried out of the bedrock. We know its original quarry socket where it was removed from. And one important thing about the site, you know, is that these big slabs of stone, and it's the roof slabs, the standing stones for the alignments, the sacrificial table, and many, many hundreds of flat stones are actually stripped off the hilltop. And in New England, you really don't want to make stone. We have so much of it, you want to get rid of it. And you build walls that the farmers did, you know. You just don't want to do that. But whoever built our site actually stripped off these gigantic slabs of stone, and they used them for wall slabs. They used them for the sacrificial table. They used them for roof slabs. And some of these roof slabs, like 14 tons, you know, 6 tons, they're different, very, very large, you know. And there's no right. metal tool markings on the quarry site or on the stone. So if the site was, say, for the sake of argument, built 200 years ago, as you know, some you know uh, skeptics might think, and it's not as much today. But because what farmer would go in his right mind spend time quarrying, shaping, transporting, and building this site that which would have no use for a farm? You know, it just doesn't make sense. But there's no metal tool markings on the original stonework, and it was done with hammer stones, basically. They used a uh, Stone Age technology called percussion flaking. It's like making an arrowhead on a multi-ton schedule, scale, I should say. And the state archaeologist at the time, every state pretty much has an archaeologist, and our state archaeologist in the 1980s came down, and he, he, had a, he had a doctorate in it, and he came down and looked at what our doctor of archaeology was doing, and he says, yeah, it's unmistakable that whoever quarried these stones were using ancient techniques and it's percussion flaking and it's like making again like a big arrowhead on a multi-ton schedule it's not something that our farmers would be doing in the last couple hundred years so the table was moved about 40 or 50 feet from its quarry it was put up on four legs actually four stone legs and it's sitting there and it faces true east and west and its edges are north and south out of true north and it does have that groove as you mentioned and it's quite a deep groove um, so if you had a fluid from a body of some type, it would actually go into the groove, and it does run off through a little runnel. Right below that runnel on the table, there's a cutout in the bedrock where like a vase, whether it's stone, ceramic, or perhaps even like a gourd or something to collect the fluid. And then ancient rituals sometimes they would take that, you know, if it was blood, you know, and they might do something with it, you know. But it's, right. it's all, everything works there, you know, for and some people think it's a um, a birthing table, too, you know. I mean, there's been different claims to what it could be, but what was it is still a mystery to us, but we don't believe it's a site of press. Um, there's no historical uh, evidence that it was used for a site of press, nor archaeological, and it's made out of stone. Usually site of presses were made out of wood. There's no way to get a horse down there with a wagon full of apples. Uh, you, it's just a very, very narrow area to get into the sacrificial table area. So some people say, well, it was a cider mill, you know, and they brought the apples, you know, half a mile up the hill from the nearest apple orchard, and they were making apples. There's no records in the town that anybody did that, you know, or archaeological. So I think it's a yeah. ceremonial table. I think it's ceremonial. Yeah. Uh, all right. So um, I could totally see that when yeah. you were – when I when I watch that show. Okay, so some people have been asking mm-hmm. over on the other pages are asking uh, where it is getting stuff. So in in, in Joe Chase, in fact, said great information, Dennis. Thank you. Um, also, oh, thank so you. I, thank you very much. Yeah. So I pinned on the bottom of the WLFE DB Radio Facebook page. Um, it's actually the website is Stonehenge USA USA dot com. So if you guys, I'll I'll try and get it on this one as well. Um, Stonehenge uh, mm-hmm. USA dot com. Mm-hmm. 
Go over there and check out the photos. I mean, there are some really They're cool, amazing, amazing photos I mean, even there. if you go to Google and look up America's Stonehenge yeah, and go to images, did. you'll see exactly what we're talking about, this ceremonial uh, rock uh, and it table. It looks exactly like a table, and you can see the groove in it, and right. it's pretty amazing. Right. So, guys, you know, please uh, uh, please share this, and, and uh, yeah. um, please go look at the website. Check it out. Um, hello, Diane. Hello, Joe, and hello, Adam. Um, you guys, we're going to be sitting here talking with Dennis um, for a while here, so you guys are, are welcome to throw your questions in. At 930, you'll be able to call 323-4211-02. It is there on the uh, bottom of the page mm-hmm. where you can see it I mean, um, at 930 so can... that you can um, ask him directly or you can type in your questions as well yeah, at any time. And uh, Cindy and I will get, you know, your questions out to them mm-hmm. as, as well. So, but uh, so far, I mean, this is like, I think so we should make it, we right? should take a road trip. I honestly I'm think we should. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've got, I, I've got it. Yes. Instead of Gettysburg, this is just like our Stonehenge. Right. So, well, I, I've got to ask. So, Dennis, I, I'm guessing then <laughs> this has been listed as like a, a, a uh, it, it's a protected park or something now. Is that how it is? Or you guys take care of it personally? It's like your own thing. I mean, how does it get taken yeah. care of? That yeah. Mold? That's a great question. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, we do take take care of it. It's a state historic site, but it's I think most state historic sites in New Hampshire are on private property. You know, maybe uh, three quarters, and the other ones are owned by the state of New Hampshire. So we're listed as a state historic site since 1970, and uh, so it's a lot of work. Yeah, we keep it maintained. We are going to do a forest uh, management program we've been working on for over a year. We're going to be opening up the astronomical alignments a little bit more than they've ever been opened up. Well, going to open up the uh, what they call the lunar major standstill alignments which have never been open since we started opening up the alignments in 1967 the next lunar major standstill will be in uh, the year 2025 so we'll be in we'll be all ready for that i think we've never witnessed that before so the moon goes through like these extremes over 18 and a half years you know and mm-hmm. we've got the minors open but we never open what they call the majors uh so we're going to be working on that for about six week project up there we have all this uh, this whole thing all worked out with the uh, uh, we went through the University of New Hampshire Forest Extension Service, a licensed forester, and we have a whole 30 page thing. And it's going to be pretty nice. We'll open up the all the walls will be open more so we can see some of those serpentine walls, which we haven't really talked about. And the rest of the features covering the 110 acres. So it'll be more like a park like setting. And they did a site in Connecticut. And this site in Connecticut's amazing. It's in the south coast. It has 8,000 features, and what you see down there, and there's a book that came out three years ago called Ceremonial Stonework. It's a wonderful book, and it's all about just this one town, 240 photographs. And the gentleman that wrote it is a uh, freelance author. He writes for Yankee Magazine, and he writes books on fishing villages, and he lived down there in this town, and he saw these stone ruins all around him, and he said, people told me these were built by farmers, but he goes, this area is not arable. It's hilly, rocky, uh, and it's never been cultivated. It's, you know, terrible terrain, but these structures are located all over this town. I don't think these are works of farmers, you know. And you'll see the same features there as you'll see at our site. They just did a management, force management program down there over 
uh, where a lot of it's over 35,000 acres, but in one area where there's a high concentration of these structures, they just did the same thing we're going to do, and it turned out really nice. They protected all the stone features and the archaeological, you know, site. And uh, right. now you can see the stone ruins, you know, because it was a jungle yeah. over, you know, very, very, and the trees fall on top of the structures and it causes damage, which is also kind of bad, you know. So we'll mm -hmm. be working on that. So as far as maintenance, yeah, it's an ongoing, and since I retired from the airlines, um, cool. it's like every day I'm up there picking up and thinning and trimming. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work too. So. Right. Right. Wow. Oh, I, I bet it is. That's, oh my gosh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Kelsey, has, Kelsey has a oh, lot to do this with you. Is that correct? Yeah, I actually, like my dad, my dad was an AT&T uh, Bell Laboratories engineer for 30 years. And he did this, he did this on the side. And uh, mm -hmm. I was an airline, as you mentioned, I was an airline for 35 years. And on my days off, I'd be working up there now in the last three years. I'm there just about every day. And my son is also an engineer. And he just got, went to work for a company that uh up in Manchester that make the Segway, you know, that same company, although they don't own Segway anymore, that, that people move it thing there. But he's he's an um electric uh mechanical engineer. So uh and he oh. does help out at the site. He he's you know, he goes there when he can, but uh he's pretty busy with his engineering jobs. But you know, he's right. he still participates, he's still interested in it. So it's a third generation. Well I you know I'm I'm really glad that we reached out to him so yes. that we can get him on the show. This is well, amazing. There's big breaks <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but we're getting questions. They are coming. Yeah, they, they are, are. They are cycling in here. And uh, uh, Joe Chase just said he did go to the StonehengeUSA.com and he said great, great photos, great pictures. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, thank you. He was, thank you very much. Yeah. So, um, uh, you not, know, I, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, you know, the yeah, stone, the website's really good, and then the, there's an email in there they can contact us and a phone number if they would like to contact us too directly. You know, at a later date, that'd be great. Uh, we do have a app, a free app download under America's Stonehenge, and if they go oh. to their um, mobile app, and it has a complete tour, both text, pictures, and audio of the entire tour, and we started that last year. I think some of the national parks are getting on board with that too, and everybody is seems to love it that and you can do it in your easy chair at home too. You know, you can actually look at the pictures and stuff. So that's another another way to do it too, if somebody's interested. You know, while we're talking. Yeah, John needs that for his easy chair. Oh my God, John does need that app. Easy chair. <laughs> It'll work for him. <laughs> I don't. I think he said he doesn't. I don't have an easy chair. He doesn't have an easy chair. <laughs> no easy chair. Okay, well, you're, you're the other chair. <laughs> it works well, good I, though. Yeah. So do. You, do you know who actually built the America Stonehenge or no you really don't have a clear distinction on that uh, that's a, a great question who built the site uh, we've been wondering that for you know for decades and almost 100 years people have been trying to answer that question um, there are some very strong so I really we really don't know that's the answer but there are we know Native Americans were in New Hampshire going back about between 10 and 12,000 years. So people often say, well, you site's 4,000 years old. Were any people here? Yeah, people were here about 8,000 years before that. And the lady that's been working with us since 1989 was a president of the New Hampshire Archaeological Society. And she's still very heavily involved with them. And so she's been a great asset to us. My dad was a member of that group. My uncle was a member of that group. I get all the I get all their publications and everything. And my dad actually started a group called the New England Antiquities Research Association. The, uh, the acronym is NERA, 
uh, and they started in 1964. So member of a couple different organizations, you know, that do research. But uh, she, she, yeah, so she's been with us since 1989, and she's really knowledgeable about Native American. And I was just asking her when she was in the other day, um, how many paleo sites? That's over 10,000 years old. And she said, well, there's several of them, you know, in the Lakes region of New Hampshire, the mountains region of New Hampshire, and then on the over near the Connecticut River near Vermont, you know, and she's dug on a number of archaic sites up in Manchester, New Hampshire. So, yes, Native Americans are here. Um, they may have had a big part of our site or they may have had some part of our site in the building of it. But when I look at the chambers and other chambers in the Northeast, they look so much like some of the 50,000 megalithic sites in Western Europe. And Stonehenge is an example of a megalithic site, but it's very, very unique in its you know, style, if you would. It's really the only one that really looks like that. There are other circles of standing stones on Scotland and actually in many places in Europe. But most of the chambers at our site, when you look at them, look like chambers you can find in Spain, Portugal, Ireland, you know, Wales, Scotland, or even going into Russia. And in the Ural Mountains of Russia, there are over 3,500 megalithic, you know, uh, structures just in that mountain range. But it's a worldwide thing. Uh, megalithic sites go right across Russia, China, India, and Korea. South Korea had about 80,000 megalithic sites. And this is going from the Neolithic, the New Stone Age, into the Bronze Age. And recently we found out they're in Australia and New Zealand, although I have not seen the pictures of New Zealand, so I can't really comment on those, but they're in South Africa, they're in Northern Africa, and they're in South America. And we believe what we have in the Northeast are these same kind of structures. So it's on, on six out of seven continents, leaving the Antarctic covered with ice, you know, and there's a lot of speculation and rumors about, you know, down there. But six continents seem to have these megalithic type sites. So it seems to be more of a worldwide phenomena, not just Western Europe and not just, you know, in the Northeast here. So we think it might be old world, you know, visitors coming to the new world. Um, mm. and, and these inscriptions have been found that are old world, like Celtic, Phoenician, and Libyan, and other Semitic script. Um, place names in New England, like mountains, rivers, valleys, and gorges, are actually not only Algonquin, Native American with a certain meaning, like Kortikichi Gorge, like Menthamagog, and all these words, um, but they're also Gaelic with the same meaning behind the word on both sides of the ocean. And there's just list upon list of these words that a, a gentleman named Dr. Barry Fell from Harvard University, he passed away in 1994, but he visited our site in 1975, and he, he continued his research for almost two decades across actually North, Central, and South America, even traveling and traveling to the old world, comparing markings. And some of these markings go all the way out to Alberta, Canada, the Milk River. So it's not just a New England thing, you know, or a Northeast thing. It's actually spread across the entire Western Hemisphere almost. I think that's amazing that it's that it crosses, you know, where. I mean, it's just I, – I, I love history, and I love the fact that, that um, we're able to visit sites like this. <laughs> Cindy has found – her earbuds back in and hit the damn table with her head. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, but it, it it's amazing that it's a site that we can all go to and take a little trip and and actually see this is amazing. I love the pictures and um, I really oh, do think you. we should go trip. It's just, it's just oh, one of those things. Far you know? yes, far yes. You know? So I did have a question. Um, now, sure. sure, because with other sites such as the original. You know, um, Stonehenge, Stonehenge, and, and stuff like that. And do you get? Yeah. Do you get? Um, 
pagan people that want to come in and do rituals or anything like that or sing or anything like that, they want to come down and, and try, you know, stuff like that at the site? Yeah, actually we do. Yeah, it's usually um, we have the summer solstice. We have a big celebration there, and it's kind of a new age uh, African, Native American kind of celebration. And the oh, lady no. that's been doing it since 1992, she's she's from Holland originally. I think she was Catholic, and she, uh, she's been doing this for a long time, and she does like a uh, – it's like a three or four hour celebration on the solstices and equinoxes. And um, it's very colorful, a lot of dancing and, you know, talking. And, and one year, about 18 years ago when she was there doing it, she's still there. She was just there uh, on the summer solstice. Uh, the travel channel came in and did a show and it was called uh, something like weird places. I guess we fit that very well. We are kind of a weird place. And, and we had about a thousand people there that day. And we had like music. We had um, Inca sun there from, you know, the uh, music of the Andes, you know, and they were playing, and then we had a, a Mayan, and they were they were really nice, and the colorful dances. It was really quite a. But we had a um, a medicine man from um, the Yucatan. He was Mayan, and we had a a healing uh, doctor, I believe they call it, from um, from Peru. He was Inca also. So we had a lot of stuff going on, and then the Travel Channel came up and filmed on that day, which was really good because we had a lot of things going on for them to film, and we had about a thousand people there, and I think that was around 2001 or 2000. So that was. You know, and it's very, very colorful, a lot of dancing, singing. But, um, you know, we do have people coming up uh, even on regular days. Sometimes we'll leave like a little, you know, like a little ribbon or flowers, you know, on some of the stones, you know, and that's pretty typical, you know. And that's kind of an individual thing, I think, you know, kind of a little blessing or a little offering, you know. That's fantastic. If you could just sit down there and spend, you know, uh, an hour or two just sitting there and just trying to imagine – are you going to kick me out if I want to be there all day? No, you can be there all day. Not at all. No, no. Only at 5 o'clock, then we'll send the alpacas up to get you out of there, you know. But uh, <laughs> but other than that, you're welcome to stay all Yeah. And when you come to our site, it usually takes an hour to an hour and a half to see it because we have a 10-minute video presentation in the theater. We have a nature trail. And then we have, uh, you know, the regular loop you take. And then there's an additional optional astronomical trail. So between an hour to an hour and a half to see it. And some people just spend all day up there, you know. So And we, we love them to stay all day. You know, you can bring a picnic lunch. We have an area you can have a picnic lunch. And then we have the inside of the museum where we have, like, artifacts on display, a diorama, a book corner, you know, in a gift shop. You know, all the regular yeah. stuff, you know. And so – and a world map, too. And the world map is huge. And it shows your sites around the world. You know, some of them are megalithic, and then it shows some pyramids, which are kind of a worldwide phenomena. So ancient sites of the world we put up there. People can compare our site to other sites, you know, around the world. And they kind of like yeah. that, too. It gives you a real visual, you know, that these oh, things gotta, exist, you know. So. i got to ask, so with all the stuff there, what, especially while you were a kid, but what kind of stuff have you guys found there? Like, yeah. have you found arrowheads and, and, and stuff like that around mm-hmm property i mean if you found yeah um well the site itself is you know in the walls we believe are all artifacts you know but yes you're correct we found we have found historic artifacts you know from the last few hundred years um we also found uh stone tools utensils and weapons we have found stone arrowheads stone knives hammer stones mm-hmm. rubbing stone stone scrapers um fire starting stones a beautiful stone hoe which is 
you know, still in one piece. Usually they get broken at the stem where the uh, wooden shaft attaches mm. to it, but ours isn't real. So we have found Stone Age tools there made out of stone, you know. So any critics say, well, you never found any artifacts. Like, no, we found actually thousands of artifacts. Some are historic and some probably go back to the original time the site was built by the original builders, you know. And these have been found on the site in the last um, – but since 1937, when the excavations began, so 82 years ago. So, yes, we do have, and they're on display. You know, you come and see them, you know. You can actually, you can't touch them behind, behind glass, you know, so people won't steal them. But you can see them, you know. <laughs> they are there to look at. So, and there's thousands of them that are actually in boxes that we don't have, you know, we can't put on display because our building's not big enough. So sometimes we rotate some of the, uh, the artifacts. And there's inscriptions, too. That's another part of the display in there. Uh, Phoenician, Libyan, and Celtic, according to Dr. Barry Fell. And he wow. says that the script matches what's found in Spain and Portugal, Iberia. Like where wow. Columbus, you know, stepped off to go to the New World, the Phoenicians were there, the Celts were there, they came in from Northern Europe, and then the Libyans, of course, Carthage was one of the Phoenician cities, you know, but the Libyans went into Spain also. And I've been to Spain before, and it's just loaded with ancient megalithic sites, and Portugal is too. And Dr. Barry Fell thought it was a melting pot of people and cultures, and it was a stepping-off spot. And just like I mentioned Columbus, they would sail off of that and head to the New World from there, you know, is what his theory was, you know. And again, he died mm-hmm. in 1994, and he wrote, he wrote a book called America, B.C., and then he wrote Saga America, and then he wrote Bronze Age America, and he had a group called the Epigraphic Society, over 1,200 members that studied ancient scripts in the New World, comparing it to Old World, whether it was across the Pacific or across the Atlantic, you know, from Africa, the Mediterranean, or from Europe, you know. And so from the time of Columbus and the Vikings going back is our kind of the thing we're interested in going from that, you know, from that time period looking back, you know about old world people coming to the new world. <clears throat> that is it's, it's, just phenomenal. Yeah, I, <coughs> do you still, I, I gotta, I gotta know, do you still look <laughs> at yourself? I mean, since you've been around it your whole life and still go, wow, like a wow factor. Do you still get that yourself? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I go up there with the dogs each night. Cause we live on one side of the uh, property. We bought two acres back in the eighties and it was available. We, we, we grabbed it up, you know, and it does about this property and they put a cul-de-sac in. So I was actually uh, up training one of my, uh, I was working for the airlines, but I also instructed on the side of one of my buddies who still had a, had American airlines as a captain. I was teaching him and my wife was in the back seat of the, you know, four seater. And she goes, Hey, that land's developing that land next to your property. This is back in 80, 1985. And I said, Oh, my dad probably knows about it, but I, we were not, not about us, but my dad must've got the notice, you know, in the mail that, you know, they're putting a road next to our property. So we got the property, you know, and, uh, so, um, yeah, so we, we'll, we live right next to the property, and we walk the dogs up there right through these old wood roads, and I go up there this evening, and I'm looking around going, you know, this is just, it's a, you know, I can't believe it's in my backyard, really, you know, and, you know, all the stone walls, thousands and thousands of feet of these stone walls, of these big slabs of stone. It's, uh, you'd love to have a time machine, too, you know, and go back and see what it looked like originally, you know. What, Dennis, um, I, want a, I yeah. want a time machine. I, mean, I- I get wow just going <laughs> working on it. <laughs> I have acres and you know I I not a lot if you think about it. But I have nine and a half acres and I go back there and I just get wowed by you know nature yeah. itself. Have Definitely, the, yeah, and, absolutely, yeah. And you're just yeah. kind of like oh, it's got to be great. Now, unfortunately, we have to take a break here. We have to get to our commercials. Um, but I want you guys not to go anywhere. Dennis, hold on. We got a pair of bills okay. here a little yeah. bit. And um, we'll okay. be back. Yeah. We'll be back with Dennis Stone and the America's Stonehenge. Okay. 
Yes, yes. What, what do you got? So Robert so. says, could also be a transport portal between henges. No passport required. Excellent. If you're a paranormal investigator who wants more when doing your experiment, then you should read Ted Van Son's book, Think Outside the Paranormal Box. It's based on old school ideas, which have been until recently forgotten. Pick one up today on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or order it directly on paratalkradio.com. Remember, expand your investigations and evidence. Purchase Think Outside the Paranormal Box by Ted Van Son. Also, his first book, Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, co-authored by Keith Bradley, is available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Get your copy today. Are you looking for one-of-a-kind handmade jewelry? J by the Sea is an online store that offers handmade sea glass jewelry. Each piece has been hand-selected off the beaches of Galveston, Texas, and the shape has not been manipulated. Visit us at jbythesea.com for unique and handmade jewelry or email jewelry at jbythesea.com. It's not only a piece of jewelry, it's a piece of history. All right. Hey, Elise. Hey, so I, I just want to say real quick before I'm we hungry. get going, um, I want to say how, hi to uh, Christina Anthony Holmes. Um, I don't know if I got them earlier. Uh, you guys that are popping on here, thank you so much for hanging out thank with us and, and, and listening to Dennis Stone about America's Stonehenge. Yes. And um, this is, uh, I, I'm just like wowed. You know, we were talking about wow factors and, and I'm still I mean, this is amazing, and it's so close to home because you mm-hmm. don't have to go across the, the ocean to see something right, like that. You right, can, You know, and, and to, to be Dennis and have this in your backyard, it's just like... So lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing stuff. So, guys, about 18 minutes, you guys have been calling and ask your questions, so make sure you're listening and you get your questions put together. And yes. um Dennis, I have to ask. Now, let's let's go into the, the, the supernatural part of this. So, uh, what what do you like? Do you have psychics in, and people come to you saying what they think this is, what they feel or see, or can you kind of give us an idea of what 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 you've been told? Yeah, we've had uh, people coming up. I I was a kid in the '60s, so I'm giving my age away again, I guess, or maybe you did <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Somebody did, but uh, yeah, I remember when I was a kid. You know, there were psychics coming up. You know, and um, you know, uh, doing, you know, sensing what the site was and everything. But I think in the early '70s, around 1971, we were visited by uh, Hans Holzer. Uh, I don't oh. know if you're familiar with Hans. Yes, yeah, very much. He's yeah. one of my heroes. Oh, actually. good. Okay. Good, yeah, I think he's pretty well known, and he came oh, yeah. out and visited the site. You know, that was like, I guess, oh gosh, uh, gosh, forty-nine years ago. I guess I can't believe that. But that was 1971, and by 1974, I think he brought in uh, four different psychics or sense uh, people that had the sensitivity. You know, um, and they would come in and different times of the year. So he kept them separated. He they didn't know each other. And they did readings. And about 20 years later, in 1992, he had a book come out, and Mystery Hill, I forget the name of it. I get the book in our library, and I just read it last, in the last several months I read it again, actually, you know. 
And so the book came out in 1992, I think it was. And he actually put the readings from the four different psychics. One of them was, um, see if I can think of her name, but there were four different ones. And they had similar readings about the site. You know, the, the, the kind of people, I think there were two types. Like one was like a little darker complexion, a little shorter. One was like lighter and taller. And, um, you know, what the site might be, it was a ceremonial site, you know. And there were some details that were sort of similar among all four different psychics. And I think he brought them in the spring, summer, and two in the fall, you know. And so that book is available. People can read it. It is kind of interesting. Um, But we also had people like uh, Jeff Belanger. Are you familiar with Jeff? He's uh, he's from. Heard of his name? Yeah. Yeah, he does write. He does a. He's one of the writers for the. uh, Is it Travel Channel's Ghost Ghost? uh, You know the big show on the Ghost Show on Travel Channel, Ghost Adventure or Ghost Hunt. He's one of the writers for that. One of the producers. Yeah, and he's been to our site a number of times, and he writes. He writes books, and he's brought in. He's brought in one of the uh, people from that show. One of the three that's on that particular show, and um, but he's very interested in our site, and we do in the fall have. Uh, ghost hunts, although last year we didn't have one, but we have some people that are very interested from New England in doing another one. It would be in October and probably late September, you know, that's the time that people get interested in that. And usually right. what they have is like a, a briefing in our theater. They explain the equipment. They explain what they might see up there. And it's usually like a half an hour presentation. And then they go up on the site at night for maybe two hours. And then they, um, when they're done, they come back down and they show, you know, they, they, they take the equipment out and they show what they found or what they saw. And uh, then they have kind of a post-briefing on it. My problem is I'm usually, when I was flying up to three years ago, I usually worked a Friday through Monday shift at the airline, a four-day trip. And I missed most of those, you know, over the years. My son and my wife and my daughter-in-law went to many of them. But I was always on the road, you know, on a four-day airline trip, gone. So I missed a lot of that, you know. But we still get psychics up there. We get people that are interested in that. We have dowsers come in. And we might have, uh, I don't know if you know Marie Wheatley from England. She's been on History Channel, Marie Wheatley. She's um, been in contact with us, and she's going to be over next spring. She was supposed to be here, I think, in, uh, she was supposed to be here this fall, leading a tour and doing dowsing up there. But we were in a book by Francis Hitching and uh, John Mitchell. We were in a book from 40 years ago where they were doing dowsing on our site. And the ley lines are the straight lines on the astronomical alignments. And this is from 1978. And that's one of the alignments that was on Scott Walter's show. And that was one of the ones that was highlighted 40 years ago. And the walls seemed to be with the water, you know, underneath the ground would be the water, you know, um, that they were dowsing. And the walls follow that, you know, according to them. Right. So, yeah. The, uh, yeah. the book, was the book called Long Before Columbus? By Hans Holzer. Yeah. Uh, I think that sounds like it. I think that could be it. I got it in my library at the museum. I think that's it. I always forget the name of it, but I believe that's it. And I think it has a yeah. table in the front cover. Oh, okay, that's yes. the book then. Yep. From... <laughs> yep. yep. Long before Columbus discovered America. That's cool. That's really yeah, oh, good. Cool. Yeah. 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 You can. You know. You can look at that. You know. And um, there. If you know, you don't have time tonight. But if you had, could look at it, then you could see some of the things that they they sensed. You know, the different psychics. Um, right. And, you know, and, and your listeners would probably be quite interested in that, too, you know. Well, I was just curious because I know that, you know, being a paranormal radio show, I mean, we get a lot of yeah. uh, people that uh, love sites like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our listeners are pagan um, witches and just you know, a lot of spiritual people. And um, I know that they would love to just visit sites like that. I, I know we're we're going to plan I a trip. We, we're going to go on the solstice. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good time to do it. <laughs> Maybe the summer better than the winter, although the winter, the weather's usually better. So, you know, it's usually oh. clear and cold, but it's nice. Um, right. But yeah, we do get Wicca, we do get Wiccans up there. You know, we get Wiccans up there. We used to have a few that came up from New York City to visit us all the time. You know, and they do little right. ceremonies. We used to have a postcard with a picture of them on it doing that. They allowed us to do that back in the early '70s. So, it is an uh, interest for them. And because Salem Mass is just down the street, you know, the other Salem, and uh, or Laurie Cabot, the nation's witch, is there, and she loves yeah. our site. She even uh, she put our brochures in her store. She's got a couple. I guess her kids have a couple stores there, and she's still alive. She's in her 90s. You know, and she liked us, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm. <clears throat> I've had more... and witches and bears. Oh my! <laughs> I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting... <laughs> we have all of that. We do have all of that in right on us too, including bears, I guess. You know, so we got all of that up here. So it, it, um, so in New Hampshire, because we're still getting people asking yep. where it. So it's in New Hampshire. Salem, New Hampshire. Yep. Yep. Salem. Yep. Um, so what's what's that north of boston Boston. so um there you go (laughs) the the pictures are amazing i mean and and i love taking black photos i can imagine going up there and doing my my i was so excited when i saw this show like i can't even begin to tell you i even came into the show after i saw it and i think i told you guys about it yeah i mean this is it's kind of nice that when you're a kid, you go to places like Six Flags or Disney World right. or something like that. But when you get older, it's finding places that I'd like this. I'd rather take my kids to this. Yeah, I mean this is this I mean, is they amazing went to stuff. With us. I yeah, mean, I mean this is this is just amazing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it would be uh, a, a well worth trip just for us to go and just kind of you know do a live down there say, Hey, yeah. you know, show everybody where we are and, and, and all that stuff. Dennis, I got to tell you, you've got, uh, you've got so much information in your head knowing about this. I know that you, you know, it is your family's thing, but you, it's amazing how much is up there in your noggin. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, about <laughs> <laughs> it's slow. It's slow to go into my noggin, but it stays there. You know, it's, I do have a pretty good memory, you know, so a lot of it just, it clings to my brain, but it takes a while to get in there. But it is kind of, you know, like 60-something years of, you know, and a lot of our visitors coming in, you know, this I get an education from them. You know, we meet people from everywhere, and they'll tell us about a particular site that I haven't heard of or some ritual, some ancient custom or, or astronomy, something to do with, the, you know, with our site, but maybe other sites around the world, you know, and it's like, wow, that's, that's how you kind of, you know, you get a lot of that information and you research it, and hopefully you can travel to these places. But I have to thank a lot of our visitors, you know, and, and then even radio shows you know, call, people call in and ask a certain question. I may not know the answer, but, you know, we try to look and find the answer if we can. And it, it's ongoing education continuously, you know, learning this stuff, you know. And we love to well, tell people about it, you know. We just really enjoy that. And that's what's great about a site like that. It's like we don't have mm-hmm. all the answers to that. So it's like there's stuff you're finding right. out. Somebody has a bit of information yeah. that makes me connect it. It's like it's it's amazing, you know. It's It's Absolutely. something that but we're finding that with our culture anyways, with, with digging up and finding things every day. I mean, there's new stuff, but there's yeah. stuff that's forever. And I mean, there's still Mayan temples that they haven't even cleared out and gotten right. into, you know, which well, could have more. Yes. Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's just yeah. a lot there. A lot there. Well, you know, the tech, the, you're right. You know, the technology, I can't keep up with it, but 
a couple of years ago in 2014, they sent up a satellite called Worldview 3 Satellite, and they found, uh, and there's a woman, and I did a radio show out of Birmingham not too long ago, and the woman that did the show is really, really nice, and she uh, she actually knows the lady. She's at the university down there in Birmingham, and she's called, a, and I, think, I won't give out her name, but the lady is a space archaeologist. She uses a satellite, and she found the second Viking settlement up in Canada on Newfoundland on the very southwest tip, 400 miles from the one they found in 1960. So, and uh, it was really neat. It took 50, what did it take? Uh, almost 60 years to find that second Viking settlement using a satellite that's about 300 miles in space that could actually detect some pattern on the ground. And then it was like, wow, we should take a look there. So they get on the ground with their, you know, the archaeologists, they did some shovel test pits, I guess, and they, it may be ground penetration radar, I forget. It was two years ago when I saw the two-hour streaming from PBS about that second Viking settlement. But she also wow. found, I think, 19 more pyramids in Egypt. There's, I think, 139 pyramids, and that number may be off today because they keep finding things. And in Guatemala, talk about the Mayan, I think, she found, I believe, not only with LIDAR, but I think the satellite found 64,000 more temple sites hidden in the jungle. I'm like, how can you hide 64,000 temples in the jungle, you know? I mean, how do you, how do, you do that with that quantity of, you know, stonework? But they were hidden, and her satellite yeah. detected them. So that's pretty amazing technology, you know? There was a kid in Canada who actually had found some of the, I believe it was the Incan. It was either Incan or Mayan. They, he found, he just put this like thing together this algorithm he created and they oh. actually they actually believe that that he can that with this they can find some more of these oh that's just amazing yeah human mind is he was amazing. 14 he was 14 when he created that wow mm. oh really wow yeah that's pretty brilliant <laughs> It is pretty cool. We've been using like, LIDAR, you know, and I think the whole country's been done on LIDAR. That's pretty cool because you strip away the forest with LIDAR, you know. We need the latest. We have ones from about nine years ago. So <clears throat> so have you found, other than and stuff like that, have you ever found bodies or bones or anything like that from <laughs> death? The body. <clears throat> no, we haven't found that. Uh, we have found bones, but um, uh Bones usually dissolve in about two, three hundred years in New England. There are occasionally, I think, in in peat, you know, that preserves them, or maybe in clay, you know, that preserves bones. And I do see the New Hampshire Archaeological Society sometimes three thousand, four thousand, five thousand year old. But bones generally don't last too long in New England again because of soil conditions, animals. But it's very, very acidic soil, so it eats them up. But some of the chambers, I think, were tombs. I think some of the chambers on the site, like one called the East West Chamber, um, it's it's orientated true east and west, and it runs about 30 feet approximately. It looks like some of the galley or gallery graves, and these gallery graves or galley graves are found in northwest Ireland. And I've been to Ireland, but I didn't get quite to that part of Ireland. Um, it, also in Holland, and they call them the Giant's Bed, and it has a Dutch name. And also they're in uh, France. And I did get to see the ones in France near Karnak, and I was like, wow, that looks like our chamber. Um, but they were used as tombs over there, and they do – uh, find bones occasionally in them because I think the weather conditions, the soil conditions do preserve bones better over in Europe than they do in New England. Um, but the same size, the shape, and the orientation out of true north for the structure on both sides of the ocean are the same. And one of our structures is called the V-hut, like in Victor. It's shaped like a V, and it faces the southwest. And I always wondered, why is this structure facing southwest? The rest of the site is orientated true north, east, and west, you know? 
And uh, in the 70s, they became aware that not only Stonehenge, but 50,000 megalithic sites exist in Europe from a Time Life book that came out that year. And it was a wonderful book around 1976. And they showed some wedge tombs of Ireland. And there were also similar ones in Spain. Uh, And I got to find out more about the ones in Spain because the ones in Ireland always face southwest and they're shaped like the letter V or Victor. And they were used as tombs. And I look at our chamber and it looks like the same structure. So we went to Ireland in 1983, my dad and I did. And we spent a week over there looking at some of the 2,000 megalithic sites. We only saw, you know, uh, several handfuls of them because there's just so many of them. But when we looked at a couple of the wedge tombs, it's like, gosh, it looks just like the one we have at our site, the same shape, the same size, and the same orientation out of true north, facing southwest, the same, you know, the same thing. So it's either a heck of a coincidence or it's not a coincidence, you know, and people were crossing the oceans. And in Spain, too, as I mentioned. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think coincidence. That's still very Hold on. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> and there are several other structures with the same kind of thing going on. But one thing we found recently, um, although we were aware of it in the 1970s, is the is our site when they measured it in the 1930s, we had an MIT engineer named Roscoe Whitney. He worked for Mr. Goodwin, and he did a he had a plane table, and he did cross-sections, profiles, and plan views of the site, and he did them very, very nicely. We still have them today. And he was really an expert in doing that. And one of his comments was, whoever built the site either didn't know about or didn't give a damn about linear measurements because I've looked at inches, feet, yards, you know, our imperial measurements, and also other measuring systems. And whoever built our site didn't use these. He didn't know what unit, of, standard unit of measure was used to build our site. So if it was built in the last couple hundred years by Mr., this gentleman named Mr. Patty, one of the occupants of the hill, he was a shoemaker actually, and had you know some domesticated animals. You know he would have probably used inches, feet, yards to build the site. But what we think it's built on is actually a thing called the megalithic yard, and it's used to build Stonehenge and some of the other 50,000 megalithic sites in Europe. It's 32 inches point 68. And um, we have found that unit at our site, we think, and other sites in not only in New York, but in New England, that that number keeps coming up, that that ancient yardstick. Yes, I've actually seen that in a different show where they were doing like, oh, oh my gosh, (laughs) pyramids or something. I don't remember what it was, but that's the same number that they have. Wow, that's amazing stuff. Yeah, pretty cool. That that definitely means that there's no coincidence with that. I mean, that's mm. if they're all yeah. the same, there's yeah. some, you know, identical. Yeah. I mean. Oh, man, yeah, both like 2,500 miles different. You know, I think what we need to do at our site, like they did in Machu Picchu, is use a laser scanner, and they can scan all the structures very, very carefully, all the measurements, the height, the width, the length, and all of that, very, very carefully and objectively too. You know, and then yeah. take that data. Feed in the you know into the computer different measuring systems of the world and see what comes up you know and I think oh. they're going to find Roscoe Whitney was correct I know my son is an engineer and he looked we were me- up measuring with him and he goes well I think Roscoe was right and I have another gentleman who's a landscape architect so he knows he went to school University of Boulder in Colorado and he knows how to measure things and he goes you know what I think Roscoe was right too this is not inches and feet or you know ro- inch, you know rods you know or uh, uh, metric mm-hmm. or anything like that you know it, it's you know, but it does seem to conform to the megalithic unit. And the megalithic right. yard can be divided into quarters, halves, and three quarters. 
And um, our table, the groove on it on the top is actually a trapezoid shape. I thought it was rectangular up to three years ago. It's about nine inches shorter at the t- uh, narrower at the top than it is at the bottom. And a couple huh. of the chambers there, there are structures that we thought were rectangular or actually trapezoid shaped too. And that's kind of a new discovery in the last three years too. Um, but well, we got to really laser scan them, I think, to really accurately, you know, prove that, you know. Well, there's, there's a lot of shows doing that now. I mean, they're they're using a lot of the technology today to measure that, you know, and yeah. and yeah. they're doing yeah. helicopters. Yeah. They're doing it, you know, um, like with the satellite thing, like you had mentioned before. There's there's just so much technology out there that it's going to give us some some better answers or other answers that you know we didn't have as a civilization right. about the past. And and that's yeah. that's the good yeah. about the advancements that we're making, you know. But <laughs> yes, oh, Robert White again. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, aliens don't use feet and inches. So question: Do you have do you have a, a lidar survey of your property? Yeah, actually, uh, the whole country has been done, I think, in 2018. And the problem is I think we have some of the earlier from, you know, the earlier part of this decade, because I've been told by a couple people from NERA, that group I mentioned, uh, they're really mm-hmm. into all this, you know, the latest tech stuff and, and LIDAR and in, infrared, uh, you know, uh, thermal imaging and all that stuff. And and he said, yeah, what you got is you need the newest, the latest. So we got to get the latest, you know, because it strips away the trees and you can actually see the walls and you can see uh, patterns in the ground where there may be something buried, you know. So we do need to get the latest. So we do have it. Yes, we do have it. But I think it's from around 2010 or 11. It's a little bit old, you know. So we need, you know, we need to get the most up to date one, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, mm. just, I, like yeah. I mean, the whole thing is amazing. I can't. I can't stress it enough that you guys, we had pinned it at the bottom of the Facebook page for WLFE TV radio um, for the American Stonehenge. It's their website. So you can go there and check it out. It, it's now 830 it's t- it, or 9:30. It's time for you guys to get your questions together. If you don't want to post them there, you can call in the phone number is 323-642-1102. Again, 323-642-1102. Um, and you can ask your questions directly to Dennis. Um, if you have questions, I've got to tell you that this is uh, this is amazing. I mean, and I I want to go see that tabletop Me with the grooves. It's just amazing stuff. I want to get up there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I think we're planning a road trip, so that's a good thing. Well, well, if you do, well, please come up, let us know, and I'll give you my VIP tour for sure. You could do an in, you know you can do an interview with me on the site if you like. That'd be great. Awesome. We could do that and do it live. We can, you know, record it as well and mm. post it. On, which, I mean, it's just. I, I has anybody ever said that they've they've seen ghosts or anything there? I mean, weird yeah. things. <clears throat> well, yeah, a few people have, you know, um, in on some of those ghost hunts. But we have had a uh, on the website probably about seven or eight years ago. It was up for quite a while. It was actually a picture um, of the site, and then it was this kind of a it looked like a person standing there it was all kind of misty it was really cool looking and people thought it looked you know pretty interesting you know and it was on our website for probably about a year and actually the picture has been lost since then it was just a couple of visitors and they were just taking pictures randomly up there and when they saw this one they said wow that looks like a person standing there you know and there was nobody standing there and oh. uh you know it does it did look like a person so that's one of them that you know people have you know reported back to us too 
So, I mean, we're, we're, we're interested in that and, you know, UFOs and all that. But um, right. we've had Betty Hill at our site. You know, we've had Travis Walton at our site, you know, people like that. Uh, oh. Betty, uh, Catherine Martin, uh, Betty's niece, she's been to our site. In fact, she may come back this fall and visit. She hasn't been there in 40 years when Betty came up. Well, I was going to say when, when Hans Holzer came in in 74, Betty Hill came in to meet him, and we became friends with her, you know. Uh, my mom, for years before Betty passed away, you know, so we're, oh, we're interested fun. in that, too. <clears throat> so, yeah, do, definitely. Do, have you ever had something that they, like, claims of UFOs there? Well, actually, Exeter, New Hampshire, which is just down the road, about uh, between 10 and 15 miles away, they're having a big UFO fest coming up uh, at the end of the month. And, you know, people like Travis, he, you know, he's been there. And uh, I think Calvin Parker, I think his name is, the uh, 1973 um, incident down in Mississippi, I think it was in Mississippi, I think, Pasagula. Uh, he's yep. going to be there, I think. Yeah. Yep. And I'm actually talking at a UFO um, in Lemister, Mass, which is in October, and some of the same people will be there, too. So, But the incident at Exeter was actually uh, not the Betty and Bonnie Hill incident, which happened in the White Mountains of New Hampshire back in 61, but Exeter is very close. And that's when uh, UFOs, police saw it, uh, citizens saw it. I think Pease Air Force Base, which was a SAC base at the time, um, they, saw, they saw some things going on in the sky on their radar and all of that. So there was books written on it, and now every year they have a big UFO thing in August. It's like a three- or four-day event over there. I went to one two years ago. It's a lot of fun. You know, they paint up kids. They have little alien things, and they actually have a trolley that takes you around to where people actually witness the UFO, you know. So it's kind of a big event, like a little Roswell thing going on, and it's only about 10 miles from here. But on our site, I've always looked in the skies, and I flew about 30,000 hours, a lot of it. Um, I was doing night freight on the UPS system for a few years, too, back in the 80s. And I flew with a lot of guys, you know, Vietnam guys, and they, they reported seeing things over there, you know, during the war and stuff. But I never had a close encounter. You know, I, we saw things in the distance, like, oh, that's interesting looking. What is that, you know, at night particularly? But it wouldn't be within 500 feet where you could really identify it as a, you know, as a UFO. You know, it's just like, that's an interesting thing. The light's gone now. What was that, you know? So, you know, we saw things, you know. But not really enough to say that is definitely the a ship, you know, a mother ship or a small ship or whatever, you know. <clears throat> That's amazing, though. I, you know, fun, some, though. <laughs> you know, when people, whenever something like this is discovered or people find it for the first time, they they always think that it has to do with aliens. They always think it has to do with UFOs and you know mm-hmm. stuff. Like that. And you know, I I love people's minds. You know, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't know, you know, what the influence we was. We don't. we don't, you know, and and now mm-hmm. that um, our own government is coming clean with some of the stuff that which has just recently happened, which is nice. Um, and I know with uh, all the UFO conventions and stuff that go on, because well, uh, Cookie goes to a lot of them. So um, oh, okay. one of our mm-hmm. yeah. one of our local. Yeah. Uh, ufologist um she goes to them on a regular basis and it's just amazing to me of um <laughs> actually I, I, this is kind of funny because you know we're in our own little clique to be honest with you all of us that that yeah, love yeah, yeah. in our own little clique and some of the world just doesn't know what we know and mm-hmm. you know they have no clue you know so even like with the America Stonehenge, you must get thousands of people every year that come up there that never even knew that it existed. Like myself, I didn't know either. But, you know, now it's, you know, we're, hopefully with our show, hopefully we're influencing people to check it out. 
mm-hmm. you know, in, in, instead mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. influencing mm-hmm. other people, hopefully they'll watch us and say, hey, you know, that was a cool show. I'm not into this stuff, but that was cool. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I just, I love it. I just, I'm, I'm so thrilled. Guys, phone calls here. What are we doing here? Are we sleep. Yeah, we sleep. <laughs> Well, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the some of the government coming out with some of the UFOs and uh, right. one of the gentlemen that was f eighteen Super Hornet I think his first name was David and he's been on the, on a lot of these shows recently he was one in the on San Diego and he saw the little Tic Tacs and he was a, a squadron leader and he's retired now and uh, he lives in the next town over I'm hoping he'll visit us he's right next door in the, the next town over you know and he's on like History Channel and Travel Channel. A lot lately, you know, since uh, the Pentagon. It's, I think his first name is Dave. Last name begins with an F, Faber or something like that. He's right down the street, you know, so it would be kind of cool to talk to him. I was a pilot for many years. It would be kind of fun just to talk about that. But, you know, that UFO yeah. with a Tic Tac, you know, that would be kind of cool, you know. So, But, uh, yeah, I think, I think the universe is, you know, alive with life, you know. And years ago, people had kind of scoffed at that idea. I think it's probably life is throughout the universe, you know. There's just a lot of it, you know. So. All right, Dennis. Like we have a caller here. Uh, caller, who do we have on the line? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. This is Kathy again. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> What's your question? Hi, Kathy. How y'all doing? Kathy. Okay. Okay. What's your question for Dennis? Oh my gosh, I got so many questions. Um, <laughs> It's a little time. I had my earbuds in. Okay. One question was already answered by by Ted when he asked about rituals and so on and so forth. And that's wonderful news. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, actually, I'm totally excited about this. And I'm loving everything I'm hearing so far about this. Thank you. Um, The second question is, if... I was to ever get there, and I'm I'm gonna try really hard to do my darndest. It may take me a while, but I'm gonna get there. When on the property, and you find, say, a stone or two, not the big, huge monoglyphic ones, like you know your regular little stones, are we allowed to take them home with us? Oh, that's thank you for asking that question. Yeah, we we try to do what all the other archaeological sites do. We say you can look, take pictures, but you know, leave leave nothing behind and take nothing with you because we're trying to protect every part of that site. And that's a, I do appreciate you asking. You know, some people do take things away, and if you have a few thousand people doing that, you can imagine what it does to a site. You know, and at Stonehenge oh, in England, they used to have a little hammer with a with a rope. Attached so it wouldn't, the hammer wouldn't disappear. And they used to have people knock pieces of the stone off at Stonehenge. It's fortunately the stone is so hard that it was hard to knock a piece off. If it was soft stone, I think a lot of Stonehenge today would be in somebody's uh, pocket or back at their house, you know, on a shelf. But yeah, we yeah. do try to protect the site, and it is an archaeological site, so we 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 frown on that. But I really appreciate you asking that okay. question. You know, Good, <clears> thank you for doing that. Me, <laughs> yeah, knowing me. I would want to take a piece of that with me when I came back. That's well, you can take some. You can take leaves. We have a lot of leaves. A lot of leaves up there coming down. If you come in the fall, and you're welcome to take as many leaves as you want away. That would help me out a lot. But the stones, we'd like oh, you to okay. keep there, and any artifacts. Yeah, so that's okay. <laughs> we appreciate okay. that. All right. That's but awesome. Now you say you've been doing this for ever since you've been a child. 
And so um, what books do you recommend, aside from the ones you already have, what books do Mm -hmm. you recommend about this particular site that we're discussing uh, that I could be able to get a hold of? Well, on Amazon, we have a new souvenir book that we put out last year, and it's selling very well. And it has nice text with it. It has pictures and text. It's kind of like a walking, what you'd see in a walking tour. But a real textbook will be out. We've been working on it since last year. It should be out next um, in 2020. And that should be on Amazon, too. And we sell them in our gift shop. And then we have a bookstore in our gift shop of books that contain, you know, information about us. But my dad wrote a book in 2003. And that book was very good, but after 15 years, it's out of date. It didn't have anything about serpentine walls. These beautiful windows we found in the walls, about 13 of them. We think they're portals, perhaps, and they're found elsewhere in New England, too. Um, And some of the other things, like the megalithic yard and all that, will be in the new book. And my dad's book, um, you know, of course, didn't have that information, but it was a very good book. In 1977, we had the Mystery Hill Stories. And if you go back to the 40s, there was a book called The Ruins of Great Ireland in New England by Mr. Goodwin. So books have been written about us and mentioned us since 1907 when The History of Salem came out. But the new book should be out in 2020, and I haven't got a title on it yet. we got a kind of a working title. But I would think probably by January or February we should have it out by then, you know. But if you go on okay. and look, uh, we, we do have that souvenir book under America Stonehenge, and it's a really nice way to start, you know, and you can get it on Amazon, I guess, you know, for like $9 okay. or something like that. Yeah. All right, I'll no, look thank it up. You. I will definitely look it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Definitely. To often. <laughs> Say what? I said thank you for your question, Kathy. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And thank well, you for letting me call. Yeah, not a okay, problem. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go now. Well, th- thank you, Kathy. Right. We hope to see you up at our place. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Bye. Um, guys, you know, um, you don't have to be afraid to call. <laughs> see, Kathy showed you how it's done. Um, this is good information. In fact, um, Feel free that if you want to, Dennis, if you have like a, a recommended book list, you can send it to me. Sure. Um, and yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll send it for you. Um, same with any, you know, anything else that you'd like us to throw out there about um, the America Stonehenge. I do not have a problem with sharing that information whatsoever. Um, even oh. just a direct, mm-hmm. because uh, we've already put the link on the, on the Facebook page live here, but we'll definitely put it up in, uh, mm. in some of the other things for us. But, you know, it's, I can't explain to you how awesome this is. I mean, this is, you know, for you, you've been living with it your whole life and, and, and stuff like that. But for somebody that, like myself on the outside, just I, I'm so thrilled and happy and I can't wait to go there. This is going to be one of those things where I'm just going to touch everything. <laughs> you know? Well, my VIP tour, we give you the little behind the scenes thing and you can do that. <laughs> we will allow, we'll allow you to do a little extra there, you know, which is great. I'd love to have you up there. We actually have oh, yeah. Irish TV coming in um, in September, middle of September. It's a, it's a travel food show. And I have a friend that lives right near Newgrange, which is one of the ancient megalithic sites in the Boyne Valley. And I've been to that site with my dad and he came over this year. He, he fell in love with our site and he lives right, you know, north of Dublin at that where there's incredible world 
heritage sites, you know, like Newgrange, and he just fell in love with our site. But uh, when we heard about that, it's RTE, uh, Irish TV, they're coming over, and they were just in Australia, they were down in New Zealand, and uh, I said to him, is this actually a top-rated show in Ireland? I just wanted to get his take on it, and he got back to me about three days later, and he said, yep, that is a big, so they're going to come over and film us, and I hope they bring, they're going to be cooking some food, I think, but it's a travel and it's a, uh, a food a food show, and they have popular hosts, so we'll be over on Irish TV, I guess, probably sometime after they do it. Maybe in October we'll be shown over there, you know, in Ireland. So that'll be kind of nice to let people know about us, too, you know, because we, we, right from Boston, is um, the uh, Irish uh, Aer Lingus comes right in. I think my airline, American, goes right over there, too. So, uh, you know, it'd be kind of easy to hop on a plane and come over and visit us, you know, which would be kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love, like, my, my mm. family. On my dad's side is all Irish, so when you got authentic oh, yeah. Irish, yeah, like that you've never tasted before, it's amazing. Irish <laughs> authentic Irish bread, the way they make their oh. bread, it's just it's so oh, different. Yeah, bread. yeah, and it, oh. Oh, it's just. Amazing. Well, I hope you it's pick like, up some of it at our place. <laughs> if you had an Italian mother, they make the food a certain way. Yeah, you know. So, but like yeah. the Irish, they do they do the same thing, and, and um, a lot of people make fun about potato bread mm. and stuff like that. But hey, yeah. you know. Where do you think potatoes come from? <laughs> yeah. Fred? Well, I came from the town of Derry, New Hampshire, where Alan Shepard and Robert Frost, and that's where we grew up. And actually, I guess the Irish potato came from South America to Ireland, and then it came from Ireland right to my hometown of Derry, New Hampshire, and they had actually a historic democracy, and the first Irish potato in America was grown there, you know. And it was a big farm, and now, you know, in the 1970s, they tore it down. Uh, today, they probably would have preserved the farm, you know, and it's got uh, con- uh, nice condos there. They're really nice, but uh, the Irish potato farm is now gone. But that was a claim, one of the claims to my hometown besides uh, the first astronaut and, uh, and Robert Frost, you know. So, um, But yeah, we'll be on that TV, I guess, in October. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a you know, so okay, guys, you got you just got a few minutes here. So uh, mm-hmm. if you got a question, let's let's get him in here. Kristen um, said, "Can I buy one? What do you have?" I, oh, she do wants you have to have it on layaway. Oh, buy what? I I don't know. What do you want to buy? <laughs> what do you want to buy, Kristen? <laughs> you gotta I, tell I, us what you want to buy. I figured it must be the. <laughs> you you know, Dennis. Maybe what you need is get somebody to do some replica. <laughs> stones there like the tabletop and stuff and then sell those mm. that would be cool yeah they might well they may use them too and that could be kind of a you know kind of a bad thing too depending on what they use them for i guess you know uh we actually used to sell little replicas up the table though you know as little souvenirs in the 60s you know we haven't done that in like 50 years but um you know so we do have a gift shop too and we have t-shirts and all of that in there so but i think you know the the first call the caller you had i think maybe one of the things as good as that uh, app, you know, that free app download because you can actually, again, do the complete tour of our site, you know, and you can do it at home, you know, and it's it's really good, you know. Um, the book will be the next thing out. But Where do they find the app? Is it right on their own? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's on the mobile app, and it's, um, you know, Android or Apple. It's on the um, America Stonehenge. You'll see our logo, which is like one of the monoliths with the sun on it. It says America Stonehenge. And um, you just download it. It takes a couple seconds, and then you can start your tour at our, you know, tour. You can do it anywhere in the world, which is kind of nice. So someone like the first caller can actually sit home tonight and just do the tour and then come and visit us. 
some people do that. And when they get to our site, they've already got some knowledge. You know, they already know what they want to see. You know, they already have an idea. What they, they don't show up like, what is this place kind of thing, you know, which when I stand there, I have to explain what the place is. It can take a while, you know, before they decide to take the tour or not. So, but um, we started that last year and everybody seems to love it. And it talks to you too. You know, it's, it's kind of nice. Um, I have it up here. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, uh, it's actually yeah. very interesting. In fact, one of the first things that come up is, is like a llama. <laughs> There's a little Alpaca. llama there. Alpaca. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and awesome. that's another part of our history, too, that people don't know the alpacas. You know, they're South American, but their ancestors are the North American camel, and they were on our continent up to about 8,000 years ago. They were here for 45 million years, the North American camel. And those guys uh, migrated from North America into South America, and they're domesticated as alpacas because Islam is alpacas by Kuna and Guanaco. But all the camels around the world, in Asia, Africa, they were actually from North America. And I never knew that growing up in school either, you know. So these animals are kind of back home again. This is their ancestral land. So mm-hmm. so the little history there for a little history lesson for our visitors too. And everybody kind of likes that, you know. Like, like oh, that's kind of – I never heard that before, you know. So, yeah. you know, well, a lot I, of uh, history. <laughs> actually, looking at the, the app, it's actually really cool looking. And, um, you know, you got a five-star oh, rating. Yeah. Awesome. Um, oh, good. I, yeah. Couple, uh, I'll just read one for you. Um, it says, amazing place, great narration, and wonderful. And then there's another one that says, great place, cool idea to have an app. Can't wait to go to, to this place this weekend. And that was so somebody went oh. back in 518. <laughs> so they went and actually used the app and went and had a good time. So, yeah, I That's mean, this, awesome. is, um, yeah. this is great. Guys, get, oh, you know, you. if you uh, have Google or have uh, uh, Android or, um, uh, look at that, my an apple. Freaking, apple, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, it was funny because I was just talking and I, I, I said the word Google and my, hmm. it started to come up by itself. It started to turn on. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so, but, yeah, cool, guys, if you just want to get some basic information, I mean, that's that's a cool way of doing it. That is awesome. And yeah. I think the national parks are just the national parks are starting to do it too. So I think we kind of beat some of the national parks to it. So, you know, my daughter-in-law and my wife worked on that last year. So it's been out about 12 or 13 months and everybody that you, not everybody uses it. We have a four page tour guide map, the old fashioned way, which is really good. But when they use the app, people come down and they usually take their, they go out of their way and say, you know, that app, you know, even if we're busy at the counter, they'll go yell over it. That app is really good. So I think people enjoy it, you know, and they can even do it tonight if they're interested in seeing what the place looks like. That's amazing. That's, that's really cool. Well, I've got to say, Dennis. Yeah, I, I've got to say, Dennis. It's been a pleasure having you here tonight um, and sharing um, this. This is just amazing. And and I want to say thank you to your father. I mean, the, I mean, Heck yeah. And I mean, and your whole family <laughs> work and, and what oh. did to to save this place to have it for everybody to enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope you know. Um, some of our listeners will come and, 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 and give us feedback on what they thought as well. Um, I just think it's amazing. Um, yeah. And we are definitely going to make a trip. Somehow Ouch. we're going to, we're going to load up the van and, <laughs> and, uh, and you're come welcome, down there. John. So, yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. John. So I think it would be a hell of a road trip. Hopefully there's a hotel that's cheap enough. And uh, um, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm just, Static about it. I am know? too. But thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you for sharing with us. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I want to thank all of thank all of you too. You guys had wonderful questions and uh, you made it a lot of fun. I can't believe uh, an hour and a half has gone by. It seems like it's been like a thirty minute show. So, you, so you, yeah, anytime you want to come up, let me know and I'll stay in touch with you. We'd love to have you. Um, and yeah. we do have some hotels by a lot of hotels in this area, so that won't be a problem at all. And some reasonably priced ones too. <laughs> um, but we'd love to have you up anytime. <laughs> so, like a major, uh, so you, so your 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 major uh, social media would be the uh, StonehengeUSA.com. That's where people can can mm-hmm. look it up. Um, yep. And I'm sure yep. you guys are on all the other social media as well. I mean, Twitter yeah, and all that. It's, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we do Instagram, we do Facebook, and then uh, we also, when you go into that website, we have it. Uh, we have an email, so you can email us questions, you know. And there's a phone number in there too, if they want to call, and they can, you know, anytime without we're open, we'll be happy to answer questions too. And uh, we try to answer every email too. So yeah, Instagram, something we started last year. I think Facebook. Uh, I think we have about 10,000 Facebook followers now, something like that, you know. Um, so yeah, any anybody has any questions, please uh, get a hold of us. We'd be glad to try to answer them for you and help you out. I- I think it's important, um, especially for places like yours, that they they do you know answer as many questions as they can, yeah, and yeah. they're they're good. You know, a lot of other places that you go to these days, they don't. It, it's everything set up where it's like a, an answering machine or or something digital put oh. out where you, you know, yeah. I think it's nice hands on where people yeah. actually they talk to a real person, um, and you you seem so like down to earth and awesome. Um, and oh, I think you. if all of your people are like you, I think that's probably why they enjoy the place so much. I mean, yeah, just absolutely. welcoming and open. Yeah. And um, one well, of our that's, that's very yeah, it's very nice of you. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate well, that. <laughs> one, of our, one of our peeps just came on, Robin Murphy, and she said that I've been there, so she's been and oh. visited you. Oh, awesome. yeah. excellent! <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. Oh, that's, Oh, that's yeah. Cool. I hope she, I hope they had a great time. You know, we, we yeah, yeah, we're trying hard. Yeah, we're very, we're, we're trying hard to please. You know, our, we we love having visitors. You know, we enjoy the conversation with them and everything, and sharing the site with everybody. And we really depend on people come and visit us. You know, because uh, we're kind of by ourselves. You know, we you know we don't you know have any outside you know support. But our visitors, you know, we just love them. You know, so we've been doing it for 61 years, and we just hope they keep coming. <laughs> So you show we appreciate your show because your shows like yours really do help a lot. We we definitely appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you sharing with us, like I said, and Absolutely. we will definitely yeah. throw this. You send me some information, and and I will definitely throw it up on Absolutely. on the website. And oh, good. Um, yeah. love to stay yeah. with you. We definitely want to come and hang out with you down there. Absolutely. And, um, I think it'll be. <laughs> well, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll definitely do it. We'd love to have you there. Yeah, yeah. I, I fell in love with it when I saw the show. So, oh, I, yeah, I'm yeah. ecstatic to be able to come and see it in person. So we'll have a picnic because, like, for some reason, I looked at John and I was thinking about what you were saying. I was just like, "Hey, boo boo, how's about a picnic?" <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect. It would be one other thing. We were on. Um, we have been on History Channel's Ancient Aliens, and that show just came on. 
uh, on July 19th, and they've been showing it. Uh, it's something to do with the Druids. I forget the title has the word Druid in it, but it shows some of the New York sites. It shows a site in Connecticut that's well-known since 1654. They've been writing about it back in Governor Winthrop's period, people asking what was it back then 300 years ago. But it shows our site, and the show is going to be on this Friday at 12, either 11 or 12 o'clock Friday night on Ancient Aliens uh, under the Druids. So anybody that likes to watch that, and uh, it's pretty well done. They do show the really nice yeah. shots of our site. The photography is beautiful, so they'll enjoy that for sure. Yeah, and history. That's, that's John's favorite show. Yeah. Yep, sure. Is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. might feel feel to see it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Dennis, thank you so much Dennis, again for stopping so and, and bringing this, and we will uh, we will definitely yeah. stay in touch. And hey, if anything new. Yeah pops up if something really cool happens like uh, you find something discover something please feel free to call yeah, in call and share us. with us we, we'd love to oh, have okay. you do that yeah Absolutely. oh well i really appreciate that and again thanks to all of you at your uh, at your show i really love being on tonight uh, i had a great time and again i hope uh, you follow through and you come up and see us let us know oh. so we can be prepared for you and we'll give you whatever information you need for lodging in the area and my VIP tour, I'll have that standing by when you show up. <laughs> Can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're all important. So, yeah, yeah I guess it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Sounds great. Well, guys, uh, it's been a great show. <laughs> we with Dennis here, and uh, I just, I'm blown away. I, I am, mean, too. This is the I, second thing I, in a month I've been blown away about. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Listen, we're not discussing that. Okay, we're not Next week, we are going to be talking about the world's largest ghost hunt with Maria Schmidt, one of my favorite people. She's so sweet. And we are going to be, man, maybe that's what you need to do there, Dennis. Maybe you need to get, maybe you need to get a team down there for the world's largest ghost ghost hunt. Oh, that might be, uh, talk it up with them. That'd be great. And then you have all my contact numbers. So yeah, that might be pretty cool. Definitely, because we have a lot of interest in that. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. Come together, that would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really neat. Yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. No, we do that. We'll talk to Maria (laughs) when she's here with us live, and uh, we'll have to remember to punch that in for Dennis. And uh, I got his contact info, and we'll just we'll hook him up. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be great. (laughs) Thank you so much. You so have a much. good night, man, and thank thank you for all that you do with us and, and keeping it around and safe yes. for us to, thank to, you to for get there. Thank you for keeping our history. Yes, yes. It's very, oh. very important. And thank you guys once again. Thank you so much, and I'd love to be on your show again, and I'll send you any new discoveries as soon as we discover them. <laughs> so, again, awesome. thank you so much. All right. Thank, thank you, Thank you. Take care. Have a good night. Yes. Bye-bye okay. now. Good night now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, you guys, that was kind of so it's such a uh, man. The, the brains on that guy. I'm telling you, <laughs> I told you the family has big brains. But yeah, I mean, it's just and so down to earth, and so I mean, yeah. you don't find people like that very often. And you know what? They were exactly like that on the show too. Really? They were. I mean, that's that's going to be awesome. To so I so can't wait. He said Friday, Friday night. Eight aliens at eleven or twelve o'clock. So we'll, so you're gonna have I'm to go to. Oh yeah, you need to you need to go to History Channel. Look for ancient aliens. Look for something okay. that says druids. Druids. 
Yes. Doing it. I'm doing yes. it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right. I'm doing ah, it right. John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. You got into it. That's nice. What did you say? A little LL Cool J. Yes, my friend. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, so next week Maria Schmidt, uh, world's largest ghost hunt. Uh, The Monday after that, we're going to be talking to uh, Russell with um, the Unbelievers podcast. Yes. So um, I'm just I'm so excited. And then shortly after that, we get to come back to my favorite subject again. Yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. So, so you were yeah. talking about the last week's show, right? That blew you away. No, I oh, was good. talking about our show, what, what we what we did. Wait, what? I'm I'm talking about where we were for a week. Oh that yeah, yeah, place. in Gettysburg. Nope. No. Nope. Wait, what? I'm so confused. Right after Gettysburg. Oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> do do. We were yes, we were blown that, away. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking Blow to him the frick away. every day. He's been texting me with new stuff. David. Mm-hmm. Wow. The stuff he says it's amped up. He's so cray cray. I love him so much. Yeah, he's such an amazing. We're dude. gonna have to go back. To uh, oh hell yeah, we gotta go to shortstop. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and to Melissa's. That's think. right. That's right. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on Paratalk Radio. We know you. We know that. I know, and we know that we love you for hanging out with us. We and, do love you. And doing that. And we know that you love us. We know that. We know that, you know, too. You know, so. you, we feel the love from you, yeah. you guys. So, I hope you, you know, can we feel were, it from us. Yeah, and tonight was kind of a little, we were all under like. Teresa said great show tonight. Very thank interesting. You. Thank, thank you. you. We were actually on a reserve spot tonight. We were kind of reserved back listening and enjoying. Because I was so wanting to know. Yeah. I love this. Please. What happens oh to you my. with all of our other guests then? You don't want to know? You get so like. <laughs> <laughs> we are not. Wow, what a setup that was. <laughs> I we... got you. I got you, sister. I got you. <laughs> you guys, we'll be back to our normal selves next week, I'm sure. Uh, probably not. Probably not? Okay. I mean, what's normal? Well, abnormal then. Okay. We'll be our normal ab. Our, we'll be our, our abnormal, abnormal. Abnormal. Yes. <laughs> oh, and anybody Normally that watches, abnormal. and right. I'm going to put this out there, even abnormal. though I probably shouldn't. Anybody that watches WWE wrestling, I watched SummerSlam last night, and I am thrilled at what happened at the end of the night. So, that's all I'm going to say. Thrilled. Yes. Okay. Happy. Thrilled. Happy. 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 Joy. Joy. That's it. All right, you guys. Don't forget. Wherever there is darkness, there's always the light. Thank you for listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday for another fantastic guest. Please check out our show as well as others on the WLFE DB Radio Network. And remember, like, follow, and share with everyone. Join us at WLFE db.com for upcoming shows and so much more. <laughs> Come on.
Oh, that one's ended. Okay. Did it end? Bye, you guys. It hasn't. It's still live. Not anymore, it ain't. Doesn't. Uh uh. Oh, it's gone away. Oh, there it's gone.